Welcome to the Rotten Round Table. <laughs> What's up and welcome to the HorrorCast, episode 119, and this is a Rotten Roundtable episode. These are episodes where we just talk about the horror news, we talk about what's coming out in the month to come, and then we go around the Rotten Roundtable and we talk about all the movies that your favorite hosts have been watching over the past month. I'm one of those hosts, Mark Nato, and tonight I'll have with us three great podcasters and i'm going to bring in vin first what's up vin hey what's up um yeah i feel like the rotten round table episodes are the one episode one type of episode where i, I mostly shut the hell up because <laughs> uh i never have nearly as much as you guys do um so i'm, I'm gonna take it a little bit easy and uh, let you go on to tammy <laughs> that's okay that's okay we we love you anyway you do, and he, he makes up for it in the other ones. So. You do. You sound you sound smart in all the other <laughs> ones. So. Sometimes. All right. Well, Tammy's already in. What's up, Taminator? Hey, you guys. Happy to be here. Well, we're happy to have you. I know. I know. All right. Well, we also have a special guest. Uh, this is a, uh, a listener. She's been listening to us for, for quite a while, and she has really been kind of active on our uh, Facebook group and uh, we've chatted before and uh, her and Taminator have chatted and uh, it just happened just so happens that uh, you know we have her on tonight so uh, Jessica Schmidt also known in podcasting circles as the amateur destroyer <laughs> what's up <laughs> Jessica hi guys how's it going I'm super excited to be here we're super excited to have you now, Thank you. Now, I have to tell us again, how did you come up with that uh, amateur destroyer nickname? Uh, yes, my husband was telling me about Childish Gambino uh, coming up with that name using the Wu-Tang Clan <laughs> name generator. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I have to do that. Yes. And it came up with amateur destroyer. And I was like, wow, that's perfect. <laughs> that is. That's perfect. Uh, we might have to do that. All three of us need to go and see what our Wu-Tang Clan <laughs> Name generator would be. Yeah, we'd Wouldn't it be crazy if mine came up as Mark Nato? That would be incredible. <laughs> so. It's faded. <laughs> yes. Well, it's uh, it's our pleasure to have you, and I look forward to uh, to speaking to somebody different. That's what no, these round roundtable yeah. episodes are for, to kind of get uh, get to know different people. So we're going to get right into it, and we're going to start with the news feed. All right, guys, uh, I've only got four pieces of news. And if you want to bring something up that you've heard about, just, you know, interrupt me and bring it up. Um, here's, here's one thing that I saw on bloody disgusting. Uh, you remember the, um, the film that 
came out last year that everyone was just was it last year or the year before everyone loved it uh one cut of the dead i never saw it yeah Yeah, i haven't seen it it, but i've been meaning to see it soon yeah uh, i guess it was two years ago it came out on shutter and it kind of dropped with no fanfare and then some people started to watch it whatever and uh it became kind of a um I guess one of those uh, picks that almost everybody was having in their top 10, top five. I saw it as the top yeah, movie. quite a following. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, me, personally, eh, it was all right. Um, but they're, the French are doing a remake of it. Hmm. So oh. uh, uh, we're, lo- we're looking forward to the French remake of a Japanese zombie comedy uh, that is starting to shoot... Um, what do you think? Do do we need this thing? I mean, I don't know. Uh, do you uh, think you know how I feel about it? Yeah. What you I don't think like? It's weird that they're making remakes of movies that just came out within yeah. the last couple of mm-hmm. years because that That's seems to be true. trending right now. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, what are they going to do different other than it's going to be in French? I mean, I don't know. Uh, uh, right. <laughs> un slice de la. Um, slice, yeah. Um, it's slice act- I don't know what it would be. <laughs> they're actually renaming it Final Cut, um, which, okay, whatever. Okay, yeah. Uh, it, it's already begun filming. Uh, it, and the the cool thing about One Cut of the Dead, whether you like it or not, it was it was under twenty five thousand dollars to re to make. Um, and and watching it, you can tell. I mean, there's not a whole lot of over-the-top special effects. There's no uh, big-name actors or anything. It was just the, um, I guess, kind of the the twist and kind of what um, was the big deal. It was like it was one cut. You know, they, they just never stopped rolling the camera, right? What, wasn't right. that the big deal? Yeah. So anyway, and I, was su- I was surprised that it wasn't an American remake, that we're getting a French remake. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing if the French are doing it, they must have their own spin on it. Yeah, yeah, they they might not have the humor that the Japanese put in too. So, yeah, uh, well, if, if this one is more, I guess you would say French. You know, French is they're known Extremism for the, the French extreme. Yeah, uh, some of the my favorite horror movies are French. Extreme yeah, you might like the French movies. version more. Yeah, so I'm kind of looking forward to it because I just thought that the Japanese one was okay. Uh, I actually didn't think it was really. Uh, a horror movie almost at all it was a movie about making a horror movie the more yeah, horror it sounds movie. interesting in concept and like the technical aspects of how they filmed it so i've been wanting to watch it but it's also kind of a comedy horror is that right uh, yeah, yeah a little bit it's a little bit over the top and and i will tell you since you kind of know I don't know if you know really what it's all about or not. Uh, it's probably been spoiled for you, so I don't know how it would how it would play for you. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I think the big thing that people didn't really they they went into it not knowing anything about it, uh, and they just saw a movie on Shutter. Hmm, let me give this a try, and it, and it does have a little bit of a twist, but you know, whatever. All, all right. right, and it just blew up. Yeah. All right, here's something that it, it's not really hard, but it's horror adjacent. And I, I want to talk about it because is anybody else here a Dexter fan? I am. Dexter's uh, Laboratory? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I like that one too. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, Dexter, uh, the serial I killer. Know. Uh, okay. no, I know. Okay. You said that was such a, you know, flat emotion there. I, I was, <laughs> um, you know that they're coming back in the fall. Uh, there's a new teaser trailer that just came out. Uh, Showtime is bringing Dexter back. Um, mm. Did 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 ever, anyone here besides did, Jess? Could you finish the series? I did. Okay. How about you, Tammy? Did you see it at all? I think I've seen about like half of it, and then okay. I think I lost interest. All right. How dare you? And then, uh, Vin, did you see any of it? Uh, the new trailer? No. The, or just here. Dexter. <laughs> uh, the first season. You just saw the first season? Okay. Yeah, that's well, all you I gotta, saw. You guys got to get on that. I mean, How I many seasons only, were there? Is it? Only, it's only five um, or six. I think it's five. Yeah. Um, no, I, I really tell you. liked it until oh, yeah, I'm aware season. that people didn't like how it ended, so... <laughs> Yeah. Did not. It doesn't make me eager like to go and check out the No, <laughs> that's yeah, once I hear that I'm done. <laughs> but but don't don't rob yourself of that. Like you Yeah, can, the rest of it's so good. Yeah, you can you can, you know, watch it all the way up and then hey, make your own ending up. I I don't care. Like that kind of stuff doesn't just bother don't me. Watch the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of like okay, that's not canon for me. Yeah. But it looks like they're kind of I'm not saying retro uh, whatever retro, what's that? What's that word, Vin? Retconning. Yeah, it doesn't look like they're oh, retconning, okay. like you know, season five, the ending that they did never happened. But I think that they're, you know, um, they're gonna try to, they're gonna try to sa- save it. <laughs> um, and, and I think that uh, a lot of the fan, um, displeasure really led them to do this. And I won't tell you what the ending was, because if you have not seen it, I don't want to tell you, but please go back and watch the rest of it. It It is so good, especially, I believe it's the third season with uh, John Lithgow. Yeah, oh, that's the third season. Oh, yeah, I definitely so. did not see that. Oh, yeah. John, that John Lithgow awesome. is, a, is another serial killer called the Trinity Killer, and, and it's like, dueling serial you know it's it's just really good and i love michael c hall so like i said it's not exactly horror but it's it's a um it's a a show that i think a lot of horror fans gravitate towards so just wanted to make sure you knew although i think most people knew by now uh i just wanted to say that the new teaser trailer is back and by the way don't get your your knickers in a twist to go see this uh, trailer basically it it's snowing outside and it goes through a window and Dexter turns around and smiles at you. <laughs> that, that's what it is. How provocative. Uh, that's called a teaser trailer. <laughs> but, uh, and the last thing, uh, and I just wanted to say this cause we love this kind of movie. We love this kind of movie. Uh, and Samuel Goldwyn films, let us in is a new gateway sci-fi horror film. That's going to be coming out soon. Um, and I'm just going to read this, um, and I know you're gonna, you guys are gonna love this because we all have kids. Uh, I watched this movie with my kids, and we all loved it. It's so rare to be able to find a film that my entire family can watch together," said Peter Goldwyn. It's a film that reminds me of the great movies I grew up on, like The Goonies. Um, in this Craig Moss directed film, a spirited twelve year old girl and her best friend start investigating the sudden disappearances of several missing teens in their small <gasps> town. Real, realizing there might be something deeper happening. Emily and Christopher might be up against forces they can't even imagine. Oh, sign me up. 
So what what we've got here? Sounds good. I guarantee, I guarantee you, they're going to be on bikes. Come on, they're going to have backpacks. Yes. And it's going to be great. Um, oh, so, that sounds great. Yeah. So the release news has not been um, uh, released yet, but it, it's supposed to be coming out this year sometime. And I wanted to put that on everyone's radar because it sounds. You know, like it's something that, and it's not uh, altogether like an indie film because it's got some known actors. Um, Tobin Bell from the Saw series is in it. Of course, he's not one of the kids, but I'm sure he'll be. My guess is the bad guy. I bet you. <laughs> uh, Mackenzie Moss from the TV show The Unicorn. O'Neill Monahan from the TV show The Middle. Um, and Mackenzie Ziegler. Uh, who some people will know. They might they might know her older sister. What's that? Maddie Ziegler, the girl that danced in the Sia video. Okay, never mind. So anyway, watch <laughs> for it. Uh, put it on your radar. So, but that's really about uh, the only thing that that I have uh, for for news. I was looking through today, and there's there's just not a ton ton of news. There's there's um, little things here and there, but that's about it. All right. Yeah. Oh, I, and here's one. Here's one thing. I see it right here. Their their Showtime picked up the pilot for Let the Right One In. Remember that was going to be like an AMC type thing. Do you remember like a couple years ago when M Night Shyamalan was supposed to be doing all this new stuff with AMC and they were going to be doing like um. Uh, all this new horror stuff and let, yeah, wasn't he going to do a Twilight Zone or something or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That all went. I don't know. I don't know if it was COVID related. I don't know, but uh, obviously it's not happening at AMC anymore, which I'm glad because Showtime picked it up, and mm. Showtime, I guarantee you, will be able to do a lot more with it. So right now they've only ordered the pilot episode. And hopefully it does well and they do a series. So there you go. Mm, that's interesting. Do you know if it's supposed to take place after the events in the movie? No, I think it's supposed to. Uh, I don't I don't know if it's supposed to be a retelling of the movie mm-hmm. uh, in like a, a longer form. Or oh. you know, it would be interesting because you could go like from the ending of that movie. Mm-hmm. And, and like the further adventures, like what? Yeah, you know, right? Yeah, because uh, you know they go all. I don't, I don't, I don't want to spoil. Uh, let the right one in, but if you haven't seen let what let the right one in, <laughs> now, come on, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, what's wrong with you? Uh, you know, I love that. I want to know what happens when they get somewhere and they open the trunk. That's all I want to know. <laughs> so, I just right. wonder how they'd fill that up as far as a series goes, because a lot of it is like slow and quiet and well. Uh, thoughtful <laughs> have you ever read the book i haven't but i do have the book and i've been meaning to read it so maybe that i'll read book, that this year that book is disturbing like oh yeah is there a lot more way more so than the movie um just a lot of um you know a lot of disturbing stuff in it so there are places for them to take it and develop more of the characters that didn't get as much development in the, in the movie. Um, and, and yeah, you know, you know how they do with, with certain series. Um, they just fill it in with a lot of backstory and yeah. So let's just say that there's a lot more to the, to the man that keeps her. Oh, Um, right. Yeah. There's a lot more there. Mm, That sounds good. Yeah. 
All right. Okay. Well, we're going to take a very quick break. When we get back, we're going to go through May's Mark Your Calendars. Hey, love horror movies? Yeah, so do Handpicked by experts, psychos, demons, ghosts, the occult, zombies, killer kids, black magic, vampires, Shudder kills, Netflix on selection, screams on demand, Shudder.com. Okay, we are back, and let's get into May's Mark Your Calendar. Woohoo! Woohoo! Mark Your Calendars! Mark Your Calendars! Uh, I'm going to go through this real quick. There's, there's a... Um, I'm kind of excited about May because we've actually got some theater releases that I'm really looking forward to. So May 3rd, and I'm going to say this, it, this is only in the UK and Ireland only, this one. And and I say it because we have UK and Ireland Irish listeners. We do. Uh, it's called, yes, we do. We do. Um, the Lockdown Hauntings. All right. Uh, it stars Tony Todd. That's all I got to say. Uh, May 4th, whether that's good or bad. May 4th uh, is a, a movie called Wrong Place, Wrong Time, and also Painkiller. Okay, May 7th uh, is The Initiation, coming out in the theaters and VOD at the same time. And this one has been uh, getting some, uh, I see it on Facebook a lot, uh, it's called The Columnist. Anybody else heard about this? Mm-mm. It's like a, a French revenge thriller. So uh, it's been getting a lot of of buzz that's coming out on VOD on May 7th, Um, May 10th. Don't let her in. This one might slip through some people's cracks. Uh, (laughs) 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 Don't edit that out. No, I'm not going to edit that bad boy out. That's that's gold. That's podcasting gold. I tell you, Jerry. All right. Don't let her in. Uh, It's going to slip through the cracks because it's only going to be available on full moon platforms. So if you have a Roku or, or whatever, you get that full moon platform, that, that app, and it'll be just on there. Uh, if you like full moon productions, that's where, that's where this is going to be. Uh, May 11th. This one sounds right up Taminator's alley. It's called death rink. And it seems to be kind of like a slasher set, uh, during a roller derby. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, have you, this is off topic, but have you guys ever seen the movie Gutter Balls? I have not. Uh, I don't think I have. All right. If you want a really raunchy, gory, um, uh, like I think it's a 90s, late 90s, early 2000s slasher, look up Gutter Balls. It's, it takes place in a, in a can you guess? A bowling alley, and there's <laughs> yeah, there's some good stuff in there. Um, next on May 11th, uh, Benny loves you, which I've already seen, and I'll be talking about tonight. Uh, that is about a little toy stuffed animal that comes you know to life, uh, and also Antidote, which is like a sci-fi horror. Uh, May 12th on Netflix, it's a um, I believe this is a French thriller as well. It's called Oxygen. And then May 14th, the day before my birthday, send send cash and cards. <laughs> uh, there is, in theaters and VOD, um, a, a film called Profile. I think this is one of those kind of like um, social media type, you know, horror movies that they've been doing. And uh, 
is it the 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 gin? It's D J I N N. That's just the gin, right? Gin, yeah. It's yeah. not the the gin. Yes, right. and that's yeah. uh, that's more of like a Middle Eastern type type of thing, right? A gin. Yes. Come on, Va- yeah. Van. I'm giving you a chance to <laughs> to really show the yes. brain. Yes, <laughs> genies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then finally, uh, if this is your thing, we're getting Spiral, uh, which was originally titled like wasn't Spiral a saw movie or a, st- a yeah. saw story? Mm-hmm. And and this is going to theaters, and I'm I'm curious about this. It it stars Chris Rock, and Chris Rock also I believe had a hand in producing and writing and all that. Y- you know, I I don't know. I it worked know. for Jordan Peele. Uh, at least most people think so. Tammy hates hates all of his movies, <laughs> but um, you know, hopefully this one will be good. I'm I'm not a huge Saw fan after the first couple. Uh, was yeah, like, me either. Saw 27. I've had enough. <laughs> All right. And then uh, on Netflix on May 14th, Amy Adams. And this this is not really a horror, but it's like a Hitchcockian type thriller. It's called The Woman in the Window. I, I kind of get rear window vibes from it. Uh, oh. May 21st, The Retreat, which is kind of like a slasher. Uh, in theaters and VOD, a movie called Seance. Going to be there for that. Uh, Sound of Violence, which is a movie that uh, just made its festival run through Sundance and uh, South by Southwest. Um, a lot of people have been waiting for this one on May 21st on Netflix. It's Zack Snyder's uh, Army of the Dead. What do you guys yeah. think? Anybody it's getting a lot of buzz. Anybody excited about it? Yeah, I'll watch don't, it. Don't hold I'll back, everybody. <laughs> One at a time. I wasn't uh, aware of it, but I would watch it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it, but I am very... Uh, I, I think this is going to be like action movie zombie type stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's not really my jam. Um, uh, I loved his uh, remake of Dawn of the Dead. Really did. Uh, mm-hmm. That I might be the outlier here. No, no, I do. I yeah, uh, but uh, just looking at pictures and stuff uh, of this, it, it looks like it's going to be a little more actiony, and that's not for me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and then limited in theaters, also on May twenty first, Dark Star Productions has a movie coming out called Dementia Part Two. Um, I missed part one. I was going to say, is there a part one? <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, I missed it. Uh, <laughs> And then two more, May 26th on Netflix, a Thai movie called Ghost Lab. Um, and then the last one of the month, May 28th. Anybody know what it is? Come on. No. Oh, is it um, A Quiet Place 2? Yes. A Quiet Place 2 finally comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, it was supposed to come out last year, and then they moved it. To that like is not a good February, sign. and then they moved it to September, and then they were like, not "Nah, let's sign. move it back to May." Uh, and so we're hopefully we'll finally get it on May twenty eighth, unless they um, uh, move it again, and they better not. Mm-hmm. So. I'm gonna try and get my family to go see that, and that would be our first movie in the theater since all the pandemic craziness. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, I think it's gonna be worth seeing in the theaters. Uh, I yeah. mean, uh, the first mm-hmm. one definitely was. Yeah, and uh, same writers and same you know actors and stuff. So I'm 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 excited to see it. So 
All right. Well, that is all of it for May. Mark your calendars. We're going to take a quick <laughs> break. And when we get back, we're going to go around the rotten round table. Let's hide in the attic. No, in the basement. Why can't we just get in the running car? Are you crazy? Let's hide behind the chainsaws. If you're in a horror movie, you make poor decisions. That's what you do. I'm being quiet. Breathing on me. If you want to save 15% or more on car insurance, you switch to Geico. It's what you do. All right, we're back, and it's time to go around the Rotten Roundtable and talk about what we've all been watching over the last 30 days. Uh, So we're going to be very nice and let Jessica, we're going to let the, the, uh, what was it again, the the, the oh the amateur destroyer amateur destroyer <laughs> we're gonna let the amateur destroyer gonna let her destroy okay. us <laughs> yes yes so what have you been watching Jessica all right so hopefully I don't destroy Tammy's day right now but I really want to talk about Jacob's wife um and I know oh, I'm destroyed, I'm destroyed. <laughs> but I guess right. we get to talk about it together <laughs> so I'll you'll be okay. yeah that's fine. Yeah, I'm ready. Go. Because I was really, really excited about this one. Uh, it's from director and writer Travis Stevens, who did Girl on the Third Floor. Loved um, it. Mark hated it. Oh, I hated it. hated Jacob's Wife or Girl on the Third no, Floor? No, Girl on the Third, on the third floor. floor. I loved it. I really liked it because I got Evil Dead vibes from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were definitely some flaws in it, but I still had a lot of fun with it, just like yeah. knowing the kind of movie it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely wasn't a masterpiece or anything. <laughs> um, and this movie kind of has that same feel in a lot of ways too, um, where it seems a little more low budget and unpolished, but yeah. also like fun and different and original. Yeah. Uh, but the little plot summary is Anne, a woman who always wanted adventure and to travel begins to feel her life has only gotten smaller over the course of her 30 year marriage to Jacob at this pivotal moment in her life where she struggles to find her voice, the master comes to her aid and Anne is faced with a, a life-altering decision. Um, that's my own little plot summary. But <laughs> um, it has Barbara Crampton in it and Larry Fessenden. And whenever you see them pop up in movies, you can't help but think that the director and the writer have to be horror fans, of course. Um, so that always gets me excited right from the get-go. Um, oh, and it also has the actress who played the nun in it. So that was really cool uh, when I realized that that was Bonnie Aarons. Yep. Um, I feel like the runtime and the pacing's pretty good. It's only an hour and 38 minutes. Um, and it's, it's really fun to watch the whole time. Um, it never gets slow or anything in my opinion. Um, it, it, I'm sure everyone can kind of tell that it's a vampire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I won't give any spoilers away other than that. But I love vampire movies. And it does kind of have like an 80s synthy score, which is fun. And uh, um, the way that it was cut and edited kind of reminded me of like older 80s movies too. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And it wasn't super yeah. cheesy or super comedy over-the-top comedy, but it was fun, and there were some really fun parts in it that I really enjoyed, um, but it still, like, took itself seriously enough. Yeah, yeah 
it, it was um it was being billed there for a while as like a comedy horror. I didn't get that vibe at all. No, mm-mm. I mean, yeah, no. there were there were a few uh, you know chuckle chuckle parts, uh, but I thought it was a <clears throat> I thought it was really a throwback. Um, I, mm-hmm. I got like um, like Fright Night type vibes from mm-hmm. it. I got yeah. uh, Salem's Lot yeah. uh, type vibes from it. Uh, I thought Bar- Barbara Cramden was awesome. She was and so awesome. Again, I just don't know how. How was she like in her? She's in her sixties, right? Yeah, she's sixty-two. I looked it up. <laughs> yeah, she looks fantastic. I believe it. She's in great shape. Um, and uh, you know, I didn't even—I barely recognized Larry Fessenden. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was really he, good too. Yeah, Very he was good. good. And I—I like the whole, you know, uh, being a um, a pastor myself. Like it, yeah, it was yeah. kind of like a, a cool dynamic to see this yep. this pastor. Like, what I do if my my wife came home and was a vampire. Exa- was- I was thinking of you when I was watching this. I was thinking that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, of course, I'd have to put a stake through her heart. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was just interesting. It's an interesting take on on this. And uh, I-, I loved but there was some really fun gore. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of blood splatter. Uh, yeah, I guess those parts are kind of comedic in the sense that the, some of those are a little over the top, but oh, they're really good. Over the, top. the one where, <laughs> where, where, the one where like, the guy's head is, is completely <laughs> off of his shoulders and like yeah. blood is spraying everywhere. Um, yeah, so good. Uh, yeah, it yeah. was really good, and I really thought that the um, what do they call him the uh, the master, the master or whatever uh, that was definitely Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot, yeah. 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 But I loved the the rats that you know like when he was um uh, outside of her window and she was she was kind of like in this trance and all the rats were up on the side of the wall going and just so cool man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought it was really really well done. Yeah, it, yeah. it's one of my- I really liked a lot of the concepts that they were incorporating too mm-hmm. um because it has a lot to do with their marriage and them having to learn how to communicate and be considerate of each other. And I feel like a lot of times when they do that kind of a movie, they're just like, Oh, to make this girl badass, she has to like get over her husband and just leave him and just do her own thing and find herself. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciated that they went a different route with it. um, And that they have a lot of fun with it. And there are different elements like that. Like the one guy, you know, that was hitting on her was like really considerate of her feelings and was like, are you sure? Things like that were like (laughs) kind of woke, I guess. Yeah. Um, I thought that that was cool to see. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely a good film. Definitely a good film. So, uh, let me, I'm, I'm afraid to, Van, you didn't see this, did you? I did not. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I knew you would have piped in if you had. Uh, anything else, Tammy? Um, I was going to say, I think I this really spoke to me because I think it addresses women of a certain age and what happens to us when our children are grown and who are we now? And, you know, that's kind of the part of my life that I'm in. You know, I chose to go back to school and Barbara cho- chose to join the dark side, you know, (laughs) and I, I totally agree with the marriage thing. You know, I have not had a lot of luck in marriage, but to me, this is, this is one of the most honest portrayals of a marriage. I think I've ever seen both good and bad. Um, Mm -hmm. It shows two people who really did their marriage the way you're supposed to, which can often 
be to the detriment of a woman, especially Barbara here, who plays such a yes, yes person, you know, and she's the Mm -hmm. minister's wife. And um, once she changes, he has no idea what to do with her. Yet, he decides to stay with her and try to work it out, even though it goes against all his religious beliefs and everything. Um, And I think it's just a really sweet portrayal amongst all this gore of two people who truly love each other. And you just Mm -hmm. don't see that always. So, right. I I totally. I agree. I thought it was, uh, first of all, I want to say that is a complete stereotype. I don't know a single pastor's wife who was a yes woman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> serious. I, I don't know a single I, one. I, I picture them to be, you know, just being kind of meek. And no, um, it's just a stereotype. Yeah. It, it's not true. Like my wife is very, you know, uh, and, and every pastor I know, their wife is a, is a go getter, you know, and, uh, but I guess there are certain sects of, of, of Christianity more, um, you know, because my church doesn't look anything like Larry Fessenden's church did. You know, it's very, very, um, I guess you would say, uh, uh, traditional type thing. So, yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very, very much. And I, I'll buy it probably when it comes out on Blu-ray. Yeah, it is sitting very high on my list right now. Yeah, yeah, it's in my, it's in my top seen, ten. I, I think I've only seen nine uh, movies from 2021 so far, but right now this is my number one. But obviously, that's I was going to say it. It, movies, it can really only be number it. nine. That the worst it can yeah. be. Your <laughs> <laughs> list is already made up. <laughs> yeah, I can already see though that my list for this year is so much more varied in ratings compared to last year because I felt like last year I had a lot of like sevens and like mm-hmm. like seven through eight mostly and already this year i have some that are like two and six yeah. and yeah nine so. hasn't been as strong a year thus far mm-hmm. uh, but i believe just this past month and yeah. may and, and then going forward i think a lot of the stuff that was supposed to drop last year and a lot, a lot of things are coming out now that uh, I, I saw several movies during this month that well, I'll talk about that, that are going to be high on, on my list. So yeah, uh, nice. yeah just, just stay with it. It, it. I believe it was kind of a, kind of a slow start. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm enjoying that. I'm getting over. I was kind of, I felt weird last year that I kept rating everything around the same. Mm-hmm. Like, is it me or, yeah, well, it's, it's <laughs> like I've always said. I'll, I'll say it again because I've said it so many times. Is the more you watch, the more you know what's good and what's bad. Yep, you right. Because if you watch a really bad movie, then you can watch something else and be like, "Oh, that was very competently made. It wasn't my jam." But right. you know, it's like a five. Or or somebody else who didn't see the bad ones are going, oh, that was a two, you know. (laughs) Right. Uh, Like last year, uh, the the one that everyone was saying was was horrible was The Empty Man. And I kept saying, that's a sleeper. That's a decent movie. And, you know, and now it's getting some love uh, after the fact. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. Two and a half hours long. I'm not sure why they made it two and a half hours long. Yeah, but That is long. All right. Well. Vin. Is he still there? Earth to I'm Vin. still here. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, one of the ones that I watched was one that I think uh, Mark and Tammy were very divided on. 
that's the power. I think hey, Mark loved it and Tammy oh, you hated watched it. it. Good, right? Good, good. Yes. And uh, yeah, so you guys asked me to watch it. Yep. We gave you an assignment. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> um, I did my homework. Uh, and I, I'm I'm kind of in the middle. I gotta I say, knew, you I, knew it. Um, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Uh, I know we talked about it last time, but it's director uh, Corinna Faith. Yep. And um, yeah, it's a movie set in 1974 where there's like these labor disputes in England that are causing nightly blackouts in order to conserve power. And um, we have this this nurse uh, who joins this hospital and on her first day on the job, she's also the first night on the job and she has to go through a certain floor. Um, and, you know, haunting stuff happens. Uh, and I thought the film was, it was well-filmed, um, atmospheric, well-acted. There's a lot of subtext in this film. Um, and my problem was that some of it, I think, gets too heavy-handed in the second half. Um, you know, we have the title, The Power, which obviously refers to, like, on a surface level to the power outages. Um, and those were caused by, you know, disputes of power dynamics over labor. Mm -hmm. um we've got the main character val i think her name was and she's like this kind of sincere do-gooder who's concerned with the connection of class and poverty so once again we see power and access and we see her kind of quickly come up against the power structure of the hospital uh with kind of the head of nursing and the doctors and other nurses all kind of like flexing their own power over her either whether it's like professional emotional or physical um we also have this really this is where i think it gets really heavy-handed though is the theme of sexual abuse mm -hmm. um yeah. and I, I just think that the, the movie ends up dealing with it for me too bluntly it kind of hits you over the head with this yeah. kind of moral message um there's like i mean you know it right from the very beginning there's a lone wall poster that just spells it all out for you right in the very beginning and um so we see it like through that wall poster, we see it through character trauma and a ghost. And for some reason, the ghost, it had me confused in the beginning. Cause at one point the ghost kind of like lifts up Val's skirt, like a perv. So I thought we were dealing with like a male ghost, you know, who was like <laughs> stalking her stuff. Well, but when we find out what's going really on, it didn't entirely skirt. Extend. It like pulled on her skirt. I think it was just, I, I think, I think at one point it lifts it up back there. I um, know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it, I don't know. It, it it was I was surprised that that ghost would have done something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just the second half just be, kind of became this a very obvious metaphor about empowerment. And once you get that, I think you're able to guess the final act. Uh, you know, I kind of wish that there were more surprises. Um, but I feel like once you kind of unlock that message, you're not really going to be shocked at all where the story goes. Uh, and just the atmosphere that they had was so effective. I kind of felt like it called for a more uh, for a less is more approach, you know, where the things don't have to be spelled out so bluntly. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's just kind of where it, it petered out for me. Um, they're building up the action, but I felt like they were kind of dumbing down the story. Unfortunately. Um, I like the first half better than the second. I still think it's me worth too. seeing. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I, I thought it was okay. Um, I, I wish I liked it more. Disagree more. I could not disagree more. <laughs> <laughs> Je Jessica, have you seen this yet? I haven't, but it's on my list of things I'm going to watch really soon. You need to watch it, and then you'll hear the tiebreaker. <laughs> okay, because, yeah, I've got it. Because I feel <laughs> like Vin, even though he said he's in the middle, I feel like he's on uh, on uh, Tammy's side. I feel very, <laughs> very. You know what? I was I was in it. Till you feel attacked. <laughs> you know, and I I'm not I'm not one that has to have everything spelled out for him. I, I like those movies that, but I, I don't think this was like spelled out for you i think it 
that's what the story called for. I mean, the again, I'm not going to say it because it's going to spoil it. It's a brand new movie, but somebody's using power to to do power over somebody to do things, and uh, just uh, you know, I I really I I love the characters, the setting, the atmosphere, the, the cinematography. I'm just telling you, it's the best. It's the best horror movie of the year so far, except for eight, eight for silver, which is not out yet. Um, but I'm telling you, best best horror movie of the year so far. That's that's what It'll I'm saying. The, that's the Mark NATO stamp of approval. <laughs> It'll be the next one I watch. <laughs> yes, and and how do you watch movies, Jessica? Uh, well, I watch I watch a lot of movies through your Plex, which. Okay. Very grateful for. Thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. Um, you know, and I have HBO Max and Hulu and Netflix and all that stuff. What I want you to do mm-hmm. is I want you to watch this in complete darkness. Oh, okay. That's what you meant. <laughs> and I want you to like turn the sound up or wear headphones. Okay. And, and immerse yourself in this movie. I guarantee yeah, you you'll you're going to like it. You'll have fun for about the first hour and then you'll be like... <laughs> Not true. <laughs> Not true. Not true. We'll okay. <laughs> All righty then. Uh, up to you, Taminator. Oh, I'm going to start off with a movie that's way better than that already. And I hated I just wa- it. I hated it. <laughs> what, what was it again? <laughs> I just watched this yesterday. This is Things Heard and Seen. <clears throat> Anybody else it. watch it? Yeah, I saw it. I Did you not- hate it? No, I didn't hate it. I thought good. it was. I thought it was uh, well done. I think it was good, but I think it was kind of paint by numbers, and it's nowhere near the movie. The power is. Oh, nowhere. okay. So anyway, <laughs> an Not artist, an artist relocates to the Hudson Valley and begins to suspect that her marriage has a sinister darkness, one that arrivals her new home's history. So if you like straight up old fashioned haunted house ghost stories, which I do. This is for you. Uh, it's a story of a haunted house that seems to invite ab- abusive men willing to kill, kind of like a la Amityville Horror. Though I'm not quite sure what the payoff for the house is. I think it must like feed off the energy or something. I don't know. So you know what, Tammy? I will say I did get uh, Amityville Amityville Horror vibes as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, with the husband, you know going mad or whatever over time Mm -hmm. um so it stars amanda (laughs) seyfried i don't know yeah yeah um who i really like she does a really good job in here um and she plays this young wife who moves in uh with this husband and soon she and her daughter both start seeing things and about it's about how the entities in the entities in the house both work for and against her and i'm seeing mixed reviews of this which i just don't get it however I see where this might be speaking to me personally as I was totally married to that guy. Totally married to that guy minus the one, obviously I'm still here, so (laughs) minus one thing. Um, So I think this just really, really spoke to me. I think this is the movie that, or the story that Lucky was trying to be um, and just never quite succeeded Mm -hmm. message-wise. And the ghosts play a much different part here. Um, To me, this harkens back to like ghost stories of old with haunted houses, like actually like the movie ghost story a little bit. Um, and it's also stars 
the guy that plays her husband, James Norton, is this mm-hmm. like perfectly hateable douche. And he stars in another series that I'm going to talk about in a little while um, called The Nevers. But I mean, they could not have gotten a more perfect guy to play this part. Uh, he kind of reminds me of, he's in a ton of stuff and it's all English. He kind of reminds me of a young 90s, maybe Hugh Grant a little bit. Um, and in all the reviews that I'm reading are saying that this pales in comparison to the book. So since I liked this so much, I immediately went to my to the library and got the book and I've started reading it. So I will let you know. But I mean, I just absolutely love this. And Vin, I think you would like it. Well, Vin, yeah, your, homework, right alley. your your homework <laughs> for this week is to watch that and then come back. Yeah. No, there's no tiebreaker. Cause I like this movie as well. I do. Yeah. I do. I liked it a lot, but, um, I still like the power better, but I, I like, uh, Amanda Seyfried. She's been doing some, uh, some good, uh, horror stuff. Yeah, and this one just came out on Netflix, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. just the other day. Just yeah. the other day. And she plays, um, she must've had to lose a ton of weight for this role, but she plays a bulimic mm-hmm. wife. And she just does such a good job. Yeah. I don't know. I think she's pretty skinny in re- in real life. I yeah, think I, I, I think she is too, but she just has that. She, maybe they did it with gaunt. It's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Maybe they did it with makeup, but she just looks like a strong wind would come and, you know, yeah. blow her right over. Well, one of the things so. about her is <laughs> she has ginormous eyes. Yes. And they're ginormous. just more ginormous. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I like it. I like that seance scene, too. Me, too. And this is it is kind of long, but I yeah. did not feel the time at all, yeah. at all. So yeah. nice. That sounds right up my alley, too. So I'll watch that one, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you'll like it, Jessica. Awesome. All right. Well, it is my turn and I'm going to go to Australia and uh, talk about a, a film uh, called Sweet River. Anybody else seen it? No. 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 All right. Uh, this is, uh, let me let me read the uh, synopsis here. Hannah's search for her son's body leads her to the sleepy town of Billing. Uh, there, her investigations uncover more than she expected and threatens to expose the town's secrets, secrets that both the living and the dead will fight to protect. Um. Again, it's set in Australia. It's an Australian-made film, and this this lady named Hannah uh, comes back to this town of Billing. It's like a real small, sleepy town. Um, I, I've done a little bit of research, and there's a certain area of Australia. Uh, Tim Davis, let us know. You know, you're you're the uh, big Australian listener that we have. Um, that I guess it's sugar cane uh, grows there and everything and there's these big fields of sugar cane and it and it's just has a creepy vibe and there's a lot of the people there are, are kind of just really to themselves and all that so so the atmosphere um of this town is pretty creepy and the town has had a big loss in the past uh lots of children have passed away have died mm. um there's also like a serial killer type uh, thing going on here. So she's trying to figure out where she could find her son's body. Her son was, was a victim and they've never found his body. And she's just trying to get to the bottom of this, you know. And what happens is ghosts start to appear to her 
and she starts to kind of unravel this mystery. And there are people in the town who do not want her to unravel this mystery. And uh, it goes from there. And I absolutely love this movie. That sounds good. Yeah, this is going to be one of those uh, movies that's going to be divisive because it is, it is a slow burn. This is not a – I said there's ghosts in it, but this is not a, like, pop out at you boo type ghost. This isn't like Woman in Black, you know, where yeah. some woman comes out, you know. <laughs> uh, and, the, and the ghosts are of children, uh, which is really creepy to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Reminds me a little bit of the Devil's Backbone or the Orphanage. Also has a little bit of a stir of echoes uh, vibe to me um, because there's a mystery and the ghost is there to try to help and and all of that. Um, there are some really uh, creepy scenes though. They're 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 not like that jump scare boo. It's just something in the background type of thing that's to me is a lot more creepy. Than, mm-hmm. than yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Yeah. I agree. So this is uh this is a movie for people that want to sit down and pay attention because there's a lot of dialogue, there's a lot of things to unravel. The character building is very good. Um, the the score, the cinematography, this is all this is on point uh, for me. So um, yeah, so get to it. I think you should watch it. Absolutely, Seems just like came we- out. April 23rd is when it came out. It's on VOD. It's on digital, um, different places. So seems I, like I would have loved to have seen this on um, the big screen. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. As it seems like we've mentioned Australia several times this year. Yeah. You know, I'm for trying. like them bringing, I can't think of what else right now, but. Yeah. Yeah, Australia has some decent horror films as as of late. But I, I remember Tim, <laughs> Tim Davis, uh, I don't know if he reviewed this last year. Or because the, obviously they, they got this before us, uh, Australia got this before us, but, um, I don't think he was hi- as high on it as I am because I went in knowing his review. So I wasn't expecting much and I got a whole lot more than what I was expecting. So, yeah. And I, and I couldn't even tell you one, um, actress or actor in this movie. I don't know any of them. Uh, and you know what I was thinking? I think that helps me in a movie. Mm-hmm. Does it ever help? Do you think? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because I, I was thinking when I was watching a TV show the other day, uh, and I didn't know anybody in the cast, it, it allows you to to really see that person as that character. Yeah. Like, it, it's hard if you've seen somebody play all these different characters and the superhero mm-hmm. and this and that. And yeah. you're like, ah, that's not him, you know? But I like I like uh, watching movies that are unknown actors and actresses. So there you go. It's called Sweet River, and we are back up to you, Jessica. Perfect. This is you guys seem to be watching some good stuff. So I'm writing it down like I normally do. <laughs> um, let's see. The next one I wanted. I know you guys have all talked. To, well, <laughs> I get all my recommendations from you. Um, so, so a lot of the stuff that I've seen you guys recently talked about. Uh, but the next one on my list is The Night, um, which came out this year. And mm. the director and writer, I I'm probably going to butcher his name, but it's Karosh Ahari. Um, and this is his first full length film. So that's pretty 
pool. Um, the little plot summary I have here is an Iranian couple and their one-year-old baby are living in the U.S. Uh, and they attempt to return home after a dinner party held by Babak's brother and his wife. And it soon becomes apparent to Neda, who's the wife, that her husband is too drunk to drive. And she strongly suggests that they stay in a hotel for the night. And what should have been a one-night stay turns into the night that never ends. Um, so this one I'm actually kind of in the middle on, but there were a lot of things that I really liked about it that have stuck with me. And a lot of that has to do with the creepy atmosphere, I think, of the movie. Um, and it's one of those things that you can kind of take as supernatural or an allegory um, mm -hmm. or maybe combine the two. And so that's kind of what I have done in my brain is just kind of a blending of those two things. Um, there, there seems to be like cultural significant stuff in it. Like there's the black cat that they see everywhere yep. and the couple, the main couple, they have these tattoos, these matching tattoos they got that they don't know what it means. Um, and I kind of looked up what the director and writer, you know, meant with these things. And it seems like he kind of has an idea, but he doesn't really want to share it. And he wants people to interpret it the way they want to. And, he wanted to kind of put things in that feel important to everybody, like mm -hmm. the black cat, um, so that they can kind of draw their own conclusions about it and connect to it in their own way based on their own cultures. Um, so that's kind of cool that those things are in there and maybe they don't necessarily mean anything, but they feel meaningful. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of like that. And, um, I mean, there were some things that I didn't like, like at one point it starts to feel a little meandering. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a little bit of a portion that probably could have been cut out, um, between the middle and the end. Um, but for the most part, I felt really tense and there was a scene that gave me literal goosebumps when it yeah. happened. And it's the scene with the cop, yep. um, which I won't spoil, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, so I think there's some really cool little touches throughout it. And I like that the main character is kind of a jerk, <laughs> uh -huh. you know, and you figure it out by the end. And then you're like, you know what? For Forget this guy. Um, but, you know, he's not the only character. You do have characters that you do care about, um, which I feel like is necessary for a good horror movie. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was really interesting the way it unraveled. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I I thought there was uh you know shades of Kubrick in this movie. I mean it's not it's not on that level, but I, I felt like a little bit of the shining um vibe in this movie. And I understand that it, it is it's a little confusing. Yeah. You know, uh as as you know, kind of loopy movies go, like the, the never ends here, like what's happening here. Um right. but I like that. Uh, just just like Vin, you said the power was too like on the nose or um, you know hitting you over the head with its message. Mm -hmm. This one is a, is a film that like you just gotta you might have to watch it two or three times to kind of <laughs> form your opinion as to what what exactly is going on here. And by the yeah. way, you're you're probably still not going to get it all. Um, but right. I thought it was done very well and. Uh, it, it it was it was very uh, tense and creepy mm -hmm. and and it it did have a couple scenes there that that 
did raise the hair on the back of my neck. That and that that to me is um, you know when, when a horror movie can do that, it's doing something right. And, and I, right. I remember I, I remember specifically liking the the lighting yes. in this movie and the score. I thought the mm-hmm. score was really really uh, well done. So. Uh, I think it makes up for that. And I think I've watched it twice so far. So go back, uh, you know, at the end of the year, you know, go back and rewatch it. And I think you might, you know, uh, even like it maybe a little bit better. Right. Yeah. And I really, really like the very last scene. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it just kind of stuck with me. So I kind of feel like I can't tell if the movie even really has a meaning other than you know some of the concepts that they're trying to explore like secrets and that sort of thing um but other than that i don't know if any of the other stuff actually has meaning but at the same time i'm kind of okay with it because it's left me with this unsettling feeling um and that's usually like the thing that i'm looking for the most when when I watch horror it's like i just want something that's gonna stick with me and make me think about it for days listen to this Listen, this is no lie. This is, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just here on IMDb because when we talk about movies, I'll look it up and just, I'll just be looking at things while we're talking about that movie. And March 9th, 2021, a guy named David Rudy Lee, uh, types in. It's a seven out of 10 interesting concept for the haunted hotel. And his first line, this was a movie that I got turned on to. Thanks to Mark Nato. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm IMDB famous. Oh, I like that. <laughs> but thank you. Very meta. David, David you Rudy Lee. <laughs> First time I saw my name on David IMDb. Rudy Lee. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That might be a code name. I'm not sure. That is a serial killer. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> uh, you, you saw this one, Vin, right? Not yet. Oh, I, I it's on my list. No, yeah, I haven't is, seen it either, but it sounds really good. Yeah, I remember. I remember you talking about it. I wrote it down. It's another one, but you got to watch. You got to watch like in the dark, and you got to set the mood. You know, um, to me that 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 always helps. But yeah, th- this yeah. is definitely going to be one, Vin, that you're going to be trying to figure out. You're going to be like scratching your head, you know. But I'm sure you're going to have two or three different uh, 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 ideas of what you think might be going on. Well, there's your next assignment, then. And I, I'll write down my silver assignment. But you know what? I think One that's little the point piece of, of the movie. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mark. No, I just said, he said they'll all be wrong, but I said, I think that's the point of the movie. Yeah. Everyone might see something else just a little bit different, you know? I right. Know. Yep. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, But one cool little tidbit, and I can't remember if you had um, noted this before when you talked about it, Mark, but um, it's the first American film to receive a release in Iran since 1979. Oh, wow. So that's kind of cool. That is cool. That is cool. I I guess it was uh, because all the actors and actresses and, and, uh, and everyone behind it it was Iranian, but they, they, I guess all the backing and it was filmed here. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's awesome. Yeah. It was filmed in Hollywood. I'm pretty sure. Yep. And uh, I want to see this, this director, Karush, you could say a Karush, Ahari, something like that. Yeah. I don't see anything else that he's done in Hollywood. Yeah. This is his first full length film. Yeah. Um, 
So that's always kind of cool, too, is when you see something like this, maybe it's not perfect, but it has really cool, you know, technical yes. aspects to it that you're like, well, I'm really excited to see what else he does. Potential. Yeah. I always do that. I have like a whole list of like uh, up and coming directors that I try to watch out for because, you know, they, they just fly under the radar sometimes. So Right. Not everybody's Mike Flanagan and has <laughs> yeah. the... That's uh, for sure. Yeah, has a big time budget. <laughs> so, all right, Vin, back to you. Well, I would talk about one that I ended up really liking, but I, you know, <laughs> it's one of those uh, one of those films that you don't see a lot of other people liking. You know, uh, difficult to recommend. Um, but I really enjoyed Carmilla. Uh, which came out on Shutter this year. Um, mm-hmm. I think it had like a, a kind of a festival circuit and Jewel Cinemas last year, but yeah. I, I don't think it ever really got a wide release as far as I know. Um, so I think I think Shutter is really its big debut for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, directed by Emily Harris. Uh, again, this won't be for everyone, <laughs> but I really like this adaptation of Sheridan Le Fanu's 1872 uh, novella. Um, of the same name. Uh, and it's, you know, if, if we talked about on this show uh, when we did the Hammer Horror series, um, mm-hmm. The Vampire Lovers, uh, another adaptation of this, often could, you know, uh, widely considered kind of like a an early, like, lesbian vampire story. Um, and I think we pretty much established that I really like my gothic lesbian vampire movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, so, I was just going to say, man, <laughs> loves them lesbians. I do, man. It's you, you. I hit the play button so fast when I see things like that. Um, <laughs> so uh, vampire, this check, is lesbian, yeah. <laughs> right? Put it all together, I'm good. Um, this is certainly not a direct adaptation. Uh, it, it definitely changes some plot points and it also derives a much more modern lesson from the tale. Uh, but I think it still manages to be an atmospheric, moody, kind of gothic period piece. Um, there are like small moments of horror, but they're very few. It's more of a dark and macabre piece than something that's attempting to actually be scary. Um, but one of the things I like is how I like how this film can be read either as a vampire film or as simply a gothic tale about mortal girls out of step with their own time and how dangerous that can be. You know, whether the girl is left-handed, uh, homosexual, maybe a non-believer, eccentric, um, you know, you, you can actually choose to see something supernatural in this or not. Uh, you can totally, I think that's another valid way to see this. Um, and we we have this uh, the the filmmaker she kind of places what happens between Laura and, Laura and uh, Carmilla, um, which you know of course there's this uh, a sexual relationship that occurs between them, but she kind of places these this whole thing kind of within a certain natural order. Um, there's a lot of allusions to nature, uh, and with that um, a certain vampire sense that comes through as well. Um, Like they talk in the very beginning about how flowers look and smell beautiful in order to attract insects, which end up killing them, Um, which I think is a really nice analogy for, you know, a vampire and victim. There's lots of close-ups of insects with like the sounds of their, their exoskeletons like clicking and scraping together. Um, At one point, uh, Laura finds a, a dead bird and she asks why no other animals are eating it. And her governess, Miss Fontaine, tells her that uh, you, that 
well, well, she says to Miss Fontaine, her governess, that you told me that living animals eat the dead ones. And Miss Fontaine responds that usually live animals are actually more appealing for eating. Um, so, again, yeah, it's a really interesting little metaphors they have going through here. Uh, and there is the way the things end. I'm not going to give it away, but there's a great ambiguity, I think, of the final shot. Uh, mm-hmm. You can read a lot into it. Um, and I think there's a certain poetic quality about it. And also the role of Carmilla is incredibly well cast. Um, the, this actress, uh, Devram Lingnow, Lingnow, maybe that's how you say it. Um, she can do so much with her eyes. Uh, there's like a certain knowing agelessness behind them uh, that you can read in different ways. Um, so, you know, the more I thought about this film, the more I liked it. Um, and there were certain images in the movie that just kind of kept coming to my mind over and over again. Uh, so again, I don't think this is going to be for everybody. I think most people are going to find this boring. <laughs> I, I loved um, it. You know, oh, you you saw it too then. Yeah. yeah. So what, what yeah. did you think? I absolutely agree with everything that you, you said. And um, definitely at the end, I was also like, how am I supposed to take this <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and you were you hit it right on the head when you said that it it at that time it could be just be dangerous to be a woman no matter what you do with yourself you know um mm-hmm. and yeah i just and the cat everything the casting and, and it was just the relationship between them was so believable uh i just absolutely loved it yeah i thought it was great yeah. and it's beautiful it's really beautiful mm-hmm. i've never even heard of this yeah, it's on Shutter now. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to take a look at it because I'm looking, scrolling through the pictures, and I'm like, man, the gothic uh, appeal here. Yeah, is, you 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 can't awesome. go in expecting a horror film necessarily. It's it's like a yeah, gothic yeah. period piece. Yeah, you which know, I love. That, yeah, that can be read in multiple ways. So mm-hmm. I've decided personally to go with the vampire. <laughs> after sleeping on yeah. it i watched this a while ago and i must have just forgot to ever put it on my list but oh yeah it's that's completely valid yeah that's it's... where i'm settling with it yeah just because of some other clues you kind of get along the way so yeah well they, they definitely make you think that way it kind of as the movie goes but i think by the end of it they gave you reason to doubt yes um yes. and i i think that 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 opening that they allow is really interesting Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like being being able to interpret, you know, for yourself. So. I think you'd really yeah. like this, Mark. It's a slow yeah. movie, so just be aware. But it's, yeah. I really liked it. I like slow movies. Yeah. Yeah. You'll like this. One. Yeah, I like, I like all those them things. a lot. <laughs> What'd you say? I said I like all of those elements, including yeah. lesbians. So pretty excited. <laughs> Everybody likes the lesbian. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hilarious. <laughs> Shout out to the lesbians. All right. <laughs> Let's see. We have Taminator. You are next. I am going to stick with the vampire theme. Mm. And another movie that, oh, we're, I don't even know where this came from, and it shot right up to the top of my list. I got a bunch Did of you stuff say to- shat? No, I said shat. Shat right up to the top. I'm no, I have that. some later that definitely shat, but no, I'm still on my good stuff right now. Um, <laughs> Was I the only one that heard that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. She had a little bit of a New York accent, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so anyway, this is Boys from County Hell on Shutter. Oh, Anybody seen it? Oh yeah. No. Fantastic. No, I didn't. No. <laughs> Okay, this is Shaun of the Dead with vampires, right, Mark? Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit um, 
better than Shaun of the Dead. I, I do. Wow. Um, that is a bold statement, sir. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I enjoy I enjoy all the characters in this. This movie is shot better. It's yeah. more cinematic uh, than Shaun of the Dead. It might be what Shaun... I don't think Shaun of the Dead ever meant to blow up like it did. It might be what Shaun of the Dead would be today. Yeah, but, I mean, this is an indie film, too. Oh, a- you know? absolutely. Uh, I like they had a this ton of money, no money in it. No, this had no money yeah. at all. And maybe uh, they bought a real bone, you know, and he finds that skeleton, yeah. but that's about it. <laughs> but I'll tell um, you what I liked about this movie the most was its interesting vampire lore. It's complete. It just when you think they don't have anything left in the bag to bring you something yep. new, this is completely, completely new. Um, yep. A brief little synopsis we got ahead of ourselves a little. So there's a crew of hardy road workers led by a bickering father and son who were great must survive the night when they actually accidentally awaken a an ancient irish vampire and what they did was there's this um then you would really like this um there's this pile of stones that has this reputation of having the bones of somebody in it i can't think of what his name is right now and it's just like all the local people know not to touch it but they also know, like, this town, it brings in a ton of tourists. So they kind of rely on this pile of stones for tourism money to come. And um, they accidentally, they're, build, they're like, going to build this road, uh, kind of like Manifest Destiny thing. They've, there's this uh, highway that's going to come through this town. And they accidentally, well, not accidentally, I mean, because of this road, they knock over the pile of stone with their bulldo- stones with their bulldozer and all hell breaks loose. So, and like I said, I think it's very Shaun of the Dead, um, it, and, but it, and it, because it has all of the heart and the horror that Shaun of the Dead had, and it's set in Ireland, and it uses local lore for the story, so we get some really original vampire story, so none of the old tropes, like, they try things uh, like, you know, light and different things that they think are supposed to kill vampires, and they don't, Um so it's wonderful you get to have this whole new story. The characters, oh, I, I fell in love with all of them. There's some very, very touching moments where people have to deal with people who have turned, you know, family members and stuff. Um, and you could tell they had absolutely no budget, but I was so invested I did not care. And it's, I don't, like I've said before, I don't love humor with my horror, but there's a perfect balance here, and I cannot recommend this enough. So, yeah. It's got a little heart to it as well. Yes, um, very much. You know, and, and I did find some parts of it funny, but I didn't find it overly comedic. You know, there no. are just yeah. certain things that strike you as funny, so they play on that. But uh, I thought it was really, really well done. I mean, hats off to uh, the filmmakers. Yeah. Well, it's and a very is this dry. One, is this one Shutter now? This is on Shutter. Um, yeah. I I just noticed it. I don't know if it's been out there a while or what. It's but, not been um, enough for for too long. No, no, no. It's a very dry humor, which is my kind of humor. Um, I like I like where the guy was on the pole <laughs> in, in the in the grave yes. and he shimmied himself up. Yes, you know, and they're like, "What are we gonna do?" How do we? And yeah. then she just comes with the backo. I love yeah, it. that was so. really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Boys from County Hell. Yeah. There you go. All right. Back to me, right? Yes. All right. I'm yes. going to, I'm going to talk about a film that, uh, I believe it's on my Plex now, but, 
that might be the only place it's available. Uh, you might be able to find it on Amazon or something. Um, it's called uh, Red Screening or The Last Matinee. Did anybody watch it yet? No. Mm. Okay. Put this bad boy right at the top of your list. This is a this is a film. Um, I don't even know how to say. It. All I can say is from Uruguay. How would you say it? Uruguayan. Uruguay. Uruguayan. Uruguayan. I'm I'm sorry. I just don't know. Uruguayan. I don't know. Uh, but it's Spanish speaking, and this this film is a love letter to both uh, Jalo and Slasher. Um, uh, it. it completely takes place in an old movie theater that is showing a um an old horror film i think it's like frankenstein um day of the beast (laughs) that's what and there's maybe three or four maybe five uh couples that came in this big theater and it's like they're, they're all sat out spread out or whatever and there's an old guy who is the projectionist and runs the theater and his, his daughter uh, comes in um, and she takes over the projectionist. And, and basically there's a murderer on the loose in the theater. So the entire movie takes place in the theater. Um, I know that sounds like, how does that work? But you remember, you remember popcorn, right? You guys ever seen popcorn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh yeah, popcorn is hilarious. You got to you got to see popcorn. One of the most ridiculous uh, reveals at the end uh, of a slasher movie ever. But kind of kind of similar that it takes place. But the only thing is that's in like a crowded theater. Um, Demons, remember that, that movie? Uh, yeah, that's, that's in mm-hmm. a, a yeah. crowded theater. This is just like an old big theater with few people here and there, and there's some great kills. But you've got a, a murderer that's got like a, a slicker on and black gloves, and they don't show his face all too much until till the very end. Um, I, I loved it. I really did. I, I, I don't even know where. I, I think I got a screener of this somewhere. It came out in September of 2020 in Uruguay. Um, and I'm not sure if it's uh, even out yet in the United States. Um so, uh, no, I don't, I don't see. I don't see. It it's, uh, just came out last. Uh, that's probably how I got it, is it came out in Germany. And uh, somebody sent me a, a screener. So there you go. Um, red screening. It, it, I would uh, type in last matinee. Because uh, there's, there's also another uh, red. I looked it up on IMDb, and there's another movie uh, called Red Screening. And... Trust me, it has nothing to do with this. It's a completely different type of movie. But, um, yep. Do you guys like Jallows? I mean, uh, come on now. I haven't seen many, and it's one of those things I always mean to get around to. But from what I've seen, I like them. Do you like slashers? You know, I usually don't like slashers, but um, that's probably like my least favorite subgenre, to be honest. But mm-hmm. I like the, I still enjoy really good ones that come out. Yeah. Um, the cool thing I'm about this one. actually going to talk about one next. And I like The cool it. thing is, this is not like, uh, yes, there is some, you know, kids making out in the theater and they do get killed. Uh, spoiler. But it's like a regular slasher is like, okay, we're going to find a way to 
uh, get some teenagers to have sex so they can get killed or whatever. That's not happening in this movie. You know, it's just kind of like a clever uh, setting for this movie. And, and the lighting and um, all of that is so giallo-esque. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's fantastic. Uh, here's my prediction. Are you ready? Yep. This one's going to blow up. This one's going to blow up uh, in the next six months amongst horror fans. And I just want you to know you heard it here first. I, I just want you to know. Well, Red you are Red IMDb Red. famous now, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was too funny. That was too funny. So. <laughs> All right. We are back uh, to you, Jessica. All right. So I'm going to go with an older one uh, that I got in recently, which I'm sure everybody's seen because um, I know it's really popular in the horror community. But uh, I finally watched Your Next from 2011, oh, which is yeah. a slasher um, mm-hmm. house invasion type of movie. And it's made by the guys who did the Blair Witch Project, um, Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett. Um, it also has Barbara Crampton and Larry Fessenden in it. So, of course, I was excited when I realized that. Um, and the little summary is when the family gathers for the wedding anniversary of the matriarch and the patriarch of the family which are barbara crampton and rob moran uh, they are soon beset by a pack of animal mask wearing murderers what is the motive and who will rise to the occasion um so this is an example of a slasher i like it's really fun um and i enjoy the little like homages you know to horror and little Easter eggs. And I always like a strong female lead. That's just something that's pretty much always going to win me over. <laughs> so well, you got helps. the strongest because she is about the best, like, final girl that I could yes. think of. I mean, she is kick butt, man. She's Sharni Vincent. She's awesome in this. I agree. I feel like a lot of the time people are like, ooh, I like this final girl and this final girl from this or that. And I'm like, they're not even that good. They kind of just got lucky. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like this one actually earned her final girl-ness. Oh, for sure. For sure. (laughs) Yeah, and I did read that because she's Australian, um, the actress who's Sharni Vinson, uh, who played Mm -hmm. Erin. She's Australian and she was going to do an American accent, but the director and writer um, said, actually, it kind of makes your badassness more believable. So just do the Australian accent. And yeah, I felt grew the same up in way the before I even read that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I was, I've been very uh, surprised that she hasn't blown up more than what she has she really hasn't done a ton of other stuff i mean she was in a movie the step up movie mm-hmm. uh, she was in like a really terrible cgi uh shark movie bait <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um and uh, in 2016 she was in like a, it was a decent little uh thing called house on willow street but i don't know maybe maybe she decided it was pretty to, bad uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe she, maybe she decided to um, like have a family or something, but she hasn't been in she hasn't been in anything since 2018, and that was just one episode of a TV series called Camp Captain Fantastic. Mm. Yeah, because she was she <laughs> was awesome. <laughs> she was awesome in this. 
She was awesome. She was really awesome in this. Um, And I always like it, too, where in movies like this, you don't really have to give people like a background, Mm -hmm. um, but them just kind of adding in that little bit to make it a little more believable is something that that I always enjoy. Kind of like in Crawl, where the main character is a swimmer. Like, obviously, you still can't outswim crocodiles, but I'm still like more on board with it because you put in the time to put in that little extra thought. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I liked her little backstory. I thought it was cool. What do you mean you can't outswim crocodiles? That's <laughs> very believable, Jessica. Those are believable. ancient creatures. They got a lot of uh, years <laughs> on you as far as their their swimming capabilities. <laughs> was this uh, one of the first ones that that brought in the little animal masks? Because I feel like every daggone slasher movie now, somebody's wearing an animal mask. And, uh, I, think I think that I did read that, that this was like the first one. And they made a video game after it where it was they had animal masks that were inspired by this movie. Um, so that would make sense. Yep. Yeah. And my favorite scene is when uh, the girl said she was going to make a run for it. <laughs> Out the door. <laughs> That is a really good scene. That was great. Yeah. That's comedy gold. I mean, that's the best part of slashers is when they do some really good original kills um, yeah. and set it up like that. Did you notice uh, director Ty West in the, in the party? He's the first one to die. I did. Yeah. He's the boyfriend. Yeah, and then I guess the guy who wore the tiger mask was um, Simon, the writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pretty so fun little things like that, You when you notice that you're like, okay, they're fans. Yeah. I'm surprised it took you this long to watch it. I know. I you have you must definitely not be a, a big slasher like fan. Yeah. I've never really seen fun. it. You've never seen your next? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you? Was it, huh? <laughs> I'm speechless. I, really? That should be that should be I, like next on your list. I don't know why. It's just one of those that slipped through the cracks, you know. I and guarantee I you, Sharni Vincent is going to be like your favorite final girl of all time. Uh, it just it she is really awesome. Sounds appealing for sure. So yeah, yep, very good. Yeah, and I I guess during that time when those. Movies and you know in 2011 i was more judgy and i was like i don't like slashers so i'm just not going to watch any of them and now i'm you know open up I'm, a lot more i'm kind of guilty of that i have to admit it so yeah <laughs> yeah well um i like slashers i do uh and everyone who listens to the show knows that my favorite movie of all time is halloween but that doesn't mean i like, I like all slashers and i've said this so many times like the the horror fan that only lives for like 80 slashers. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not into that. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that, <laughs> you know, yeah. well, there's so much time, more. That, yeah. There's for a long so time, much that's more. what it was yeah. though. Right. Um, and now there's so much more to choose from, you know, but there was even a lot. Yeah. More when they're just following a formula. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, and I like slashers uh, as much as the next guy, but, Really and truthfully, there's really only a handful of really, really good slashers. The rest are just like cheesy, like fun. Um, 
type of thing. But yeah, I, I get you. I get you. I'm glad. I'm glad you got this though. This is this is a uh, this is definitely an excellent one. So yeah, it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the strangers, you know, right. at the beginning, uh, which is another one yeah, of my favorites. Which is another I don't good know one. If I even call yeah. that. I don't know if I would call that a slasher. I, it, it would like be more invasion. of just a yeah home invasion. But yeah, it kind of had a little bit of that little. Um, um, a lot of different things, but yeah, we're good. Yeah, Get on last, it, Jamie. <laughs> I feel like I a lot of my the movies on my list have this common theme of having a really awesome like ending scene, um, and this is definitely one of those. I love the last shot. I don't so, even remember the last shot. What yeah, well, I don't want to. I don't know. Well, you can say it. It, it came out in two thousand. But basically, the girl sets up um, a booby trap. Uh, which is like one of the most fun aspects of the movie, right? Is it's kind of like Home Alone <laughs> with all uh-huh. the booby traps, but they're so brutal. And she sets up that booby trap, and then there's a character who's trying to come into the house who would be helpful in the scenario, and it gets him, and she tries to warn him. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah, now I remember. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you like your next, they're not the exact same type of thing, but did you see um, uh, Ready or Not? That's so good. You're not. Yeah. Watch Watch that that. one. It just came out a couple years ago. It, um, the girl gets married. Samara weaving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She gets married. Yes. Yes, I love that one. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of this one. Yeah. She's great in it. I love her. Oh, then I would like it. Oh yeah. You totally love it. Yeah. Yeah. I just appreciate like good writing. Um, you know, more thoughtful writing. I like that when people are releasing those higher quality slashers nowadays, it seems like they really put in more thought and they're trying to come up with more original kills. And um, Mm -hmm. so it's a lot different now, you know, like I love 24 hours. I thought that was great. Um, But when I was a kid, it was like, they all seemed exactly the same. (laughs) And so I just kind of got over it. They pretty much were. (laughs) They pretty much were. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right. Vin. Well, all this slasher talk is actually a pretty good segue into the next one that I was going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, it, well, I think it was back in 2016, maybe, that we did that slasher episode, right? We're asking listeners, like, what are the best slashers? And we made, like, a top 20-something list based on their responses. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it was, like, a top slashers. And, I, I, and slashers are not... You know, are not they're generally not, my stuff. Not genre. Your favorite, yeah. No, no, and uh, you know, kind of like I think what you know Jessica was saying. Um, so that year, I had made it a mission to try and see as many of those movies as I could, and the one that I'm going to talk about is one that I wasn't able to find then. Um, luckily, though, it got released on Shutter, and that's uh, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. Uh, <laughs> later, re-released as Night Warning for some reason, which is a horrible title uh how do how do you beat butcher baker nightmare maker honestly um released in 1981 by william asher uh so mark you've seen this one right i have not you haven't seen this has anybody else seen this no i haven't but i've always wanted to okay yeah how can you not with that title so i went in i went in blind right uh with this of course um and of course with that title i was expecting something like very schlocky <laughs> very like a gingerbread man killing people yeah like i was expecting you know big bottom of the barrel um mm-hmm. i was pleasantly surprised uh to find that this is actually a fairly competent movie 
And it takes itself at least a little bit seriously, at least in the ways that it should. Because um, what I felt, thought was really interesting about this is we have basically these two intersecting threads that culminate in the end. And the first one is the exploitation stuff. And that's when we're, this is the main thrust of the story, where you have this, uh, this woman named Cheryl. Um, and she's played without abandon by Susan Terrell. Uh, who is known for playing these off-the-wall type characters. And um, she basically plays this aunt who has this kind of Oedipal fascination with her teenage nephew. And she gets crazier and crazier and more more possessive um, as the film goes on. And this is the kind of thing that I largely expected from the film, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't, though, expect it to be um, delivered with the acting uh, the fun of the acting that Terrell delivers. You can tell she's having a ball with this thing. Um, so that was kind of unexpected. But then there's this second thread that surprisingly deals very seriously with homophobia. Because like early in the film, this is a minor spoiler, but it's in the first act. Uh, Cheryl, she tries to seduce like this repairman who's in the house mm-hmm. just as he's, as he's finishing working. And he's he's not really into her. He's not really interested and she's frustrated. And, uh, I think she ends up like hitting him. They, they kind of have a little physical altercation. And then she grabs a, a knife and stabs him to death inside the kitchen. Wow. And this is just as her nephew walks in. Um, so there's a detective on the case now to figure out everything about the murder. And he figures out this repairman was gay and that his lover is the nephew's basketball coach. Um, and I don't want to give it all away, but we end up getting very quickly some very harsh depictions of homophobia, like some really extreme language. And at first, my wife and I were like, hello, 1981. You know, <laughs> we were like, wow, OK, <laughs> you know, this is a blast from the past here. But then we started realizing that the film is about homophobia, but it's not homophobic. Um, it doesn't condone it at all. In fact, it's the most kind and sympathetic person in the movie is the gay basketball coach um and it's this detective whose own intense hatred for homosexuals blinds him to the real murderer and ends up putting like innocent people's lives and lively livelihoods at extreme risk uh and i looked it up afterwards and this film is actually noted for this it's um gay characters were not seen as perverts and they were just working class regular people living in suburbia um this was very shocking you know this was new for 1981 um and these two threads you know the the kind of homophobia and the crazy aunt (laughs) they do converge in the movie's climax in a pretty satisfying way so i was actually pleasantly surprised by this movie i have to say um and i would recommend it it's far smarter more sensitive than it's otherwise sensationalist though fun title would suggest um and you know it it does still give some the madcap lunacy that you'd want from that title so yeah pleasantly surprised butcher baker nightmare maker yeah i've heard of this uh, many, many times, and it's been on a list to, to watch, you know, to kind of complete my my slasher list. But um, I'm looking at the IMDb, about 2,500 reviews. It's got a 6.4 out of 10. For a slasher from 1981 to have a 6.4 out of 10. It's pretty good for a slasher in that, that time period. <laughs> that's like an 8.5 for a normal yeah. movie. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, so it's on Shutter. I don't yeah. know how long it'll be on Shutter, so uh, I, I would it. definitely recommend it. Definitely sounds. Um, uh, it's got Jimmy McNichol in it too. Come on! What? Wow! <laughs> I had a big crush on his sister. I thought you were gonna say on him. <laughs> <laughs> no, on uh, Christy McNichol. 
she well, was. She's yeah. a lesbian, you know. I know so. she is. <laughs> I know she is. I love the lesbians. What's wrong? What's wrong? I didn't know We've she was a lesbian. We've established that. Yeah. We're all fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. All right. Taminator. Well, I'm going to stay in the vein of uh, going back in time since my two predecessors did. Um, coming in, I'm going all the way back to 1970, though. Oh. Uh, <laughs> haven't done that for a while. She loves um, the 70s. I do, I do. Um, it's called And Soon the Darkness. Now, I oh. guess this was remade in 2010 with yep. Amber Heard, um, which I have not seen that. So I cannot comment on how similar or, you know, different they are. Did any of you see either? I've seen the new one. I've never seen the old. This is about the girls on bikes and they yes. stop, stop mm-hmm. at like a little beach and then somebody like stalks them and kidnaps them or something. Right? Oh, okay. Oh. On to the next person. <laughs> you just <laughs> Well, I don't have to give a synopsis, so, um, anyway. <laughs> and the synopsis is these two bikers. <laughs> I didn't know we were collaborating, but that's fine. Did you like it? Uh, it's, I mean, I probably saw the, the new one in 2010 when it came out, and I remember liking it. Um, but I liked it probably because of the actors and actresses. It's got Carl Urban in it, who I really like. O- Odette yeah. Annabelle or Annabelle or what? I don't know what, it, but she's one of my favorites. And Amber Heard is kind of easy on the eyes. I love Amber Heard. Being. I know a lot of people don't like her, but I, I really she like beat up Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. That's why. I know. That's right. Uh, he, well, he probably had an ass kick and coming, but anyway. I mean, can't that guy defend himself? <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway. Uh, I've never seen, I knew it was a remake, but I've never seen the original. Well, I did not until I was preparing what I was going to say about it uh, for tonight. Did I realize it was a remake? So I need to get on that remake. But anyway, um, so yes, this is two young English women uh, in 1970 decided to go on a cycling tour of the French countryside. uh, And one of them goes missing and the other one has to search for her. Now it's probably cool about, this one, as opposed to the 2010 one, I mean, this is two girls completely alone, way before the age of cell phones or, you know, anything like that. So they've decided they're going to bike across France and they stop to take this little rest and one of the girls just disappears. So it kind of is like on the original poster, they compare themselves to a Hitchcock movie. And I can totally see that kind of like, you know, the lady vanishes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So this girl is now she's got to uh, she's in the middle of France. She doesn't speak the language and she's in a tiny little town where nobody's speaking English. And she's trying to convince, you know, hey, I had my friend with me and she can't get anybody to understand her or to help her. And, you know, she only has a, a bikes and these little towns are like, you know, I don't know how many miles apart, but a lot. And uh, she's it's just her trying to like figure out where did my friend go and can somebody please help me and they throw a ton of red herrings and you know like they make it seem like everybody she talked to could have had something to do with it it is the slowest of the slowest of all burns however uh it's very beautiful the whole time that you're watching it and the payoff at the end i was like what i did not see that coming it goes off the rails at the very end and um 
it's it, it it looks really beautiful being for being a 1970 movie. It doesn't have that like grainy uh, look to it. You know, you could tell this had some money behind it, even though like mm-hmm. the whole thing just takes place in the French countryside. Um, and uh, I watched it on Canopy, which is through my library. If if you're out yeah. there and you you have a library card, and you're not sure if your um, library offers Canopy. It's worth finding out because they have like a really well curated collection of movies. And there's a I think you get ten watches a month. And there's a lot of stuff out there that you not don't really find anywhere else. And for any of my other fellow Whovians out there, I know there's got to be at least one or two. This was written by Terry Nation, who is one of the original writers of Doctor Who. Um, so this is, it's kind of just geeking out a little bit. It's just kind of cool to see this totally different side of him. I and mean, this is a very quiet movie and it's, you know, it's disturbing yeah. in like the, the way that this poor girl, I mean, she looks like she's maybe like 18 and just how helpless, you know, and um, it is such a good story with a really, really great payoff. They totally got me and I would, that's where I watched it, but I did look, it's available to rent from from many places for like a dollar ninety nine, it's definitely worth your dollar ninety nine. Uh, but I totally recommend it. It's really good. The hidden did gem. You s- did you see who the the main girl is? Pamela uh, Franklin, who played uh, Flora in The Innocents. Is it? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I mean, yes, I saw who yeah. that was, but I didn't know who. I didn't know that. Yeah, nine oh. years earlier. <laughs> she was flying. wow. Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. That's, That's cool. cool. I've never. Yeah. I've never. I mean, I haven't revisited that remake. So now I'll go back and uh, watch this one, and and then go revisit the remake because I like. I, th- I remember liking it. So I think you'll like it because you have the patience for a slow burn, and this is definitely that. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's a, it's it's not like real. Sl- it's not slasher horror. It's more of like. Real life horror, oh, yeah. uh, but it gets you. That's the, sc- you that's, the sca- that's the scary stuff. Real life horror. Yes, exactly. So. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. We're back up to me, right? Um, yes. I'm gonna go with a, a new movie that I saw at the theaters, and uh, it's. I don't know if it's a wide release. I saw it in a, uh, a smaller theater. Uh, around me, but I'm not sure if it was wide release. It's called Separation. Do you guys hear anything about it? No. Um, it's been getting I feel like trashed. I saw something online about that one. It's been getting trashed. Um, and I'm just going to tell you, I liked this movie. It, it, it's, um, I think it's a little bit above average of a film. You might hear people say, "Oh, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen," and you know, <laughs> that you know that typical thing when a movie comes out at the theaters. Uh, sometimes people will just trash it, but I think this one deserves, um, you know, a shot. I think that it is a tad too long. It's an hour and forty-seven minutes, so we're we're getting close to two hours. Um, but um, it, it is. Uh, pretty scary in some parts and basically what is happening is is this girl um she loses her mom in a hit and run accident by the way which is gnarly (laughs) they they show it um you know you're not expecting it and, and then boom um and her dad is 
like this um, graphic novel writer or designer, and he has these um, characters that he uh, writes about in his um, novels or whatever. Uh, they're, they're called the the Grim. What were they called? The Grim. The Grim Group or the Grim, whatever they they're like puppets, and and the little girl has um, puppets made of her father's work, or whatever, and they're they're creepy as heck. Okay, so the father-in-law after the mom dies because she was getting ready to leave this guy anyway because they were just having problems. He's trying to get um, uh, custody of the of the daughter of the, of the girl, and it's just a lot of conflict going on, and and so in the in the uh, the midst of all this, she starts getting haunted by these figures, by these puppets, and by these um, uh, uh, characters that her dad uh, creates. And he even gets haunted a little bit. Uh, there is one scene that Vin would hate because it's a dream sequence. <laughs> you know, and you don't know it's a dream sequence until he wakes up. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> So yep. I do have a problem that <laughs> that knocked the, that knocked the point off. Um, but I really enjoyed this movie because it had some it had some character building. It had some uh, a story to it. I mean, this isn't just oh the house is haunted. You know, we're we're talking about the ghost of possibly her dead mother. There's a there's an issue. Um, with the father and the father-in-law and the, and the daughter's kind of caught in the middle and all this stuff is happening. Um, and I enjoyed it. I really did. Uh, again, it's, it's, um, got some really creepy parts in it. There's, uh, I don't know if you can go online and look, but these puppets are really weird looking. And one of them has like this clown face and the, the dream sequence is that, that guy, what's his name? Uh, Troy James. You know who I'm talking about? He's like the contortionist guy that is in like, like almost every horror movie now. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Or he yeah. like flips over and he like he was in anything yeah. for Jackson last year, I think. Yeah. 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 yeah that had it. He yeah. does that. Mm-hmm. He's in this this outfit, you know, and with this big fake clown mask, and he comes down the the steps. And, <laughs> that sounds and, like, horrifying right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was creepy as crap. I'll, I'll, I'll spoil that. That was a dream sequence. <laughs> But that was near the beginning, and that's not like going to spoil anything for you. But um, if you like, you know, just good fun popcorn flicks with maybe just a little bit more story, a little bit more depth to it, I, I recommend this. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing people giving it ones and twos um, on on Facebook, and I, I don't on Facebook on uh, IMDb, uh, and I I don't see that. I don't. I think that the little girl, the the lead, uh, her name's Violet McGraw. Um, I mean, she can't be any more than six, seven years old, and she she does a really good job. So, um, would I go out and spend fourteen dollars? Uh, I I didn't. I saw a matinee, and I, I saw it for five dollars and fifty cents. Um, if you can do that, I recommend it. If not wait until it comes out on VOD or hits Netflix or something, but keep it on your list. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't want you to go out and spend $14 or $15 to see it and not like it and then yell at me. So, but it's called separation. So there you go. All good. right. Yep. 
All right. We are going to go around one more time. Okay. So what we do is basically anything you want to talk about. If you want to talk about the last two or three movies that you have on there. Of course, Tammy has like 27 movies left. Yes, she does. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to go through. But uh, uh, go ahead and just talk about any of the movies that you have left. Okay. Um, yeah, so the one I have to say I was um, not overly excited about, but I did think it was going to be right up my alley. And it ended up not being the case, unfortunately, for me. Um, but I finally watched St. Maud um, from this year. Uh, and <laughs> Rose Glass <laughs> is the director and writer. And it's her first full-length film. Um, and I am excited that it's a horror movie by a female director. Um, and I hope that she makes more stuff and that I enjoy it more. <laughs> uh, but the plot summary is Katie, a girl who now goes by Maud, is a nurse caring for a former dancer in Heathen, Amanda, uh, who's dying of cancer. And Maud has recently found God in response to a traumatic event in her recent past. Uh, Maud believes that God has told her to save the soul of Amanda and, um, she wants to rejoin God in his heavenly kingdom. And this is kind of her task, she thinks, <laughs> to achieve that. So, um, Morphid Clark, I think is how you say her name, is the main actress yeah. who plays Maud. And then Jennifer, I'm going to guess L, um, is Amanda. And those are the two main actresses. Um, I mean, I thought that they were both great. Um, I really did. I thought Mor Morfid was really good. Um, and I think that the title choice is really cool. Um, I like, I liked a lot of the imagery. I really appreciated that. Um, but there was a lot of it that I found underwhelming. Um, one of the, one of the things I noticed, and I don't know if that was just me and my equipment, but the volume seemed really, really low. Like I had my mm -hmm. volume all the way up and I, it was still hard to understand the dialogue sometimes. Um, so that kind of always bugs me cause it takes me out of the movie <laughs> yeah. um, when I have to sit there and focus on fiddling around with the volume the whole time. Um, but as far as the actual story goes, I felt like it wasn't really fleshed out enough for me. Um, and I don't know if this would make it worse or not, because I felt like the pacing wasn't that great. But I feel burn. like if it was actually... Yeah, well, and to be honest, I love slow burns. Um, but I don't know. The movie is, like, not even very long. But the pacing was weird. Like, the first half of it was kind of boring. And then all of a sudden it ramped up at the end. Um, and I just kind of wanted more of Maude's backstory and why she was the way she was. I wasn't really sure if she like grew up religious and then all of a sudden she was going back to that. Cause it seems like, you know, she thought of herself as kind of a sinner um, mm -hmm. in the, her recent past. Um, so I was just kind of like, where is this coming from? Um, and then without giving anything away, the event that kind of sets her on this path, I felt like personally, it wasn't a big enough thing to tip her over the edge the way it did mm -hmm. um like obviously that would be horrible to experience but it was it just didn't for me it just didn't connect um yeah. 
it just kind of felt out of nowhere. Um, but I did want to ask you specifically, Mark, um, mm. as you're our, you know, religious one here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of wondering how you felt about the whole crazy religious person portrayal when I feel like it's not really earned in this. Yeah, I mean, you don't get a whole lot of backstory, you know, from her, why, why she is the way she is. Um, uh, I, I understand that there are some crazy religious people. There there are uh, that, that feel like they're hearing from God and, and hearing voices and, and doing things that, uh, um, you know, just that, that really... You know, I, I believe in the Bible and what the Bible teaches, and and, and a lot of what the Bible teaches, in especially in the New Testament, is about loving people, not you know stabbing them to free their souls or or right. you know uh, putting needles in your shoes to or tax or whatever that was. I don't know where they're getting. I think a lot of that is um, um, a Catholic type thing right yeah and this um, is like like the self-flagellation or yeah. the self um you know harm because uh, i'm bad i'm bad so i need to you know uh, and and you know so i i understand that uh that people like that exist and, and it does it does tend to give uh just regular <laughs> uh, christians like myself kind of a bad name um but you know I can't ignore it. They they do they do exist. There, there's there's crazy people. You know they're they're religious zealots, mm-hmm. so to speak. But I, w- I will yeah. say this. I mean, if you look in the New Testament, the people that Jesus was the hardest on was the religious zealots. <laughs> so <laughs> right, he, he called them uh, hypocrites and a bunch of snakes. So take that yeah. how you how you will. So. I just felt um, like specifically in this movie that it was kind of unearned because yeah, I feel like that's fine in other movies, but I felt like in this, like it seemed kind of exploitive yeah. of that. Yeah. Well, and, and you also so I just was wondering how you felt. And you also didn't, you couldn't tell like, I guess um, what it looks like to somebody else as opposed to what she thinks is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of split it there, especially like there at the end, uh, which I, I won't spoil, but everyone else on the beach sees something else happening. Right. And she sees, you know, something else. Um, yeah. So uh, That's are, my are, they try- scene. are they trying to that. say that this is, you know, real for her or are they mm-hmm. saying or they're saying like she's crazy? She's a crazy religious nut and. Um, I don't know, but I don't think it was earned. They didn't give a whole lot of backstory and I wish they would have like, why, why is she so, you know, um, religious or why is she happened? Cause didn't she get, she, didn't she lose a job or yeah. left a job because of something that she had done or something that had happened? Well, we didn't get much, much story about that. And, and the lady that came to her apartment, it was like I wanted to check on you, and mm-hmm. like, I, what happened? Like, did I mean maybe maybe they just they said it? Not I mean it's been it's probably been a um a good eight months since I saw it, so I'm not yeah. I'm not sure I mean, I just don't want to spoil it. Yeah, um, but 
but it doesn't seem like that big of a deal to be honest. Yeah, but I, I um, not enough for her to be experiencing things the way that she is. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it, I, I do believe like there were some really, um, really creepy set pieces. I think the the jump scare at the end r- really got me. Yeah, <laughs> it got. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, probably. Yeah, um, and I like then those facts. There, sure. there was, yeah, and there was a whole uh, section there, like almost t- towards the end, where shades of the witch, uh, where she, like she hears a voice, mm-hmm. and like there's like a real voice, like and, and it's uh, I believe it was Latin. Um, I don't remember, but that was creepy. You know, right? Oh, it was actually Welsh. Welsh, that's right. That's Welsh because she was Welsh. She was Welsh. The, the, actress, the actress is, is Welsh. Yeah. You know, so, uh, and that was her voice. Did you know that? I did. That was yeah, one of my it little was her voice, and they, they kind of <laughs> yeah. So that that also, um, if you know that, makes you think that that it was in her head. You know, right? Her yeah, own exactly. Voice, you know? So, um, yeah. I still like the movie. I can see the first time I watched it, I was a little underwhelmed, but I've watched it a couple times after that. And, and I, I just enjoy it. Like that's sometimes that's what I need. I need to, to come into a movie with no expectation. That movie got so built up for me, right? Uh, especially during COVID it, it got uh, pushed so many times when is this going to come out? We've got to see this. Um, so it, it kind of set itself up for failure, but yeah. I don't think it failed for me. It just wasn't like, do you like the witch? I love the witch. Yeah. I was expecting the witch. Right. And, yeah. I was kind of expecting anything more near along the those witch. lines. Yeah. I think we got a, I think we got a, a, a pretty good movie that yeah. I enjoyed, but like the witch, no, nothing near that kind of thing. <laughs> right. So, I do yeah. want to rewatch it too. Cause I, d- I don't want to just be like, Oh, I was in a mood or something or I wasn't paying enough attention or, but you, you know, know what I mean? Those- you might not, you might not like it. It's, it's yeah. okay too. It's not for everybody. It's I just feel everybody. like <laughs> I, I don't know. I like, I'm not even religious, but I felt bothered by the fact that they were kind of just trying to pin it on, like she's a crazy religious zealot without mm-hmm. giving any reason as to why or justification. And it's be- kind of becoming a trope at mm-hmm. this point. And I'm just yeah. kind of over it, to be honest. When I was younger, I was like, wow, that's so edgy. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm kind of yeah. like, everyone just relies on that now. And I don't think it's fair. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, some people would call me a crazy religious person just because I'm a pastor or, or what I believe or whatever. Uh, I don't push it on anybody or, or nor would I, you know, um, do things to myself or, or other people because, you know, I think they deserve punishment or I deserve, you know, I don't know, it, but I understand what you're saying. It, it is, it is kind of a trope. Like religious people are, are crazy. <laughs> but, yeah. Like to me, that's just not enough, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right. Vin, you saw St. Maud, right? Yeah, I did. What'd you think yeah. of it? I don't remember. We talked about it, I think, sometime. Yeah, it's been a few months now. But uh, no, I remember I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was really good. I think that 
it was just the kind of movie that I couldn't see myself like returning to over and over mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that might, I, that might've been the pacing or I'm not, I don't remember exactly what the reason was for that. Um, but I, I did enjoy it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you have any other films you want to get out of the way? Yeah. You just want me to kind of list them off and go yeah. through them really quick. Okay, yep. cool. Um, so I watched Slacks. Um, <laughs> that one's a little hard for me to say with my list, but, but <laughs> I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, there were some, there were a few moments where the pants look, they, I mean, they must've been CG on some of the parts, but I know a lot of it was them actually just moving the pants around too. And I thought mm. that those scenes were really awesome. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. I like the little touches, like the red thread filling in the brand name on the pants. Um, and I thought the pacing was good. Um, (laughs) I thought the acting was actually really good for a comedy. Um, and that some of the kills were super, super awesome. (laughs) And it was really gory. Killer slacks movie I've ever seen. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. (laughs) And they did also try to give it like an actual brutal backstory, which yeah. maybe isn't necessarily needed, but I still kind of like that they did it anyways, because it does set it apart. Yeah. You know, um, gives it from a other movies that are like this. Yeah. Um, but I, I really like that main actress. Um and I don't know if you actually, is it Romaine Dennis or Roman Dennis? Uh, but she played Libby and she was pretty adorable. And she looked a lot like a young Jodie Foster to me. Um, not just because she had a gap, but she also kind of had like a similar face shape. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, it's like a little Jodie Foster. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, this movie is just a lot of fun. Um, I definitely think it's worth at least a one-time watch. As long as you don't hate, you know, horror comedies. <laughs> yeah, and it's if you're good. if you have a, a fear of slacks too, that uh, <laughs> yeah. might be triggering. It can be a, tr- it can be a trigger. Yeah. yeah, and even just the premise of like pants that fit everybody. Um, <laughs> it's just that's so awesome. <laughs> it definitely has to be supernatural because there's no way there's a pair of pants that fits everybody. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, some other movies I rewatched Love and Monsters recently, and I don't actually rewatch a lot of movies because I'm always trying to like consume new movies that I haven't seen yet, just because I don't have a ton of time. But um, every once in a while, if I watch one and I, I know that my daughter's gonna love it, I'll rewatch it with her. Um, and one of her favorite movies is Zombieland. And that it's obviously the exact same formula as Zombieland, but with giant monsters mm-hmm. instead of zombies. And it's a lot less, less horror, um, but it it's so much fun. And I've decided it's definitely at the top of my like feel good movie list. Um, yeah, I really liked. I think the the CG and that looks so good. And I'm kind of a hater of CG for the most part, mm-hmm. um, but it didn't bother me at all in that movie. I thought it was great. Yeah, I and too. even though they're kind of they're stealing the zombie land formula, but I think that it's actually kind of better in a lot of ways. Um, but it's way less horror, so it doesn't beat it in that regard at all. But I don't know. I kind of like the characters a little more, and they have a dog, 
and of course the dog is the the best character um mm-hmm. it just makes it makes you a lot more um what's the word i'm thinking you're just like really invested in the dog because it's yeah. a dog <laughs> uh, um but yeah that one's so that one's so much fun and my daughter did love it um so that was a really fun rewatch um, and then I guess let's see. I'll bring up like one more. Um, I recently watched Hunter Hunter uh, from 2020. Love it. Was, <laughs> yes, it was directed and written by Sean Linden. Um, and the I'll do a little quick summary for that one, where it's a uh, Joseph and his family live in the remote wilderness as fur trappers, but their tranquility is threatened when they think that they are being hunted by the return of a rogue wolf and Joseph leaves them behind to track it. Um, This ended up being my number two for 2020 uh, so far. I think Mm -hmm. I I only have like 60 watches for 2020, but I really, really liked it. Um, It's another one with a really great ending that really sticks with you and I think definitely sets it apart from other movies that might be similar to it um i think the one like downside for me on this was nick stall was it was really hard for me to like disconnect him from him being nick stall but not Mm -hmm. devin sawa for some reason i like didn't even know it was him until i looked it up and i couldn't believe it i thought he did a really great job of masking his fame um but nick stall i was like oh that's nick stall (laughs) he's so unique looking i guess is maybe why and his his acting seemed a little less good than everybody else and it might just be because we spend more time with the other characters maybe Mm. uh but yeah so he was kind of eh, whatever but the i loved everything else about the movie i thought it was really great um it's lots of tension throughout the whole movie and that ending just is like so good (laughs) so terrible and so good Definitely sticks with you. Yes. Uh, Tammy, was that your number one? Um, I think my number one was the, uh, what's your face? Uh, oh, yeah, Promising Young Woman. Promising Young Woman, but yeah, it, it might have been my number two, I think, yeah. Yeah, I forget. Yeah. I knew it was high. Yeah. high but it high snuck in right Tammy's at the day. end of the year, yeah. I loved it mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. yeah. Very good, very good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Vin, finish it up. I've just got one more movie uh, that I was going to bring up. And that's one that Tammy, I think, brought up last time. And that's The Block Island Sound mm-hmm. yes. on Netflix, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, two brothers directing, right? Matthew and Kevin McManus. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one that uh, I was really intrigued by the setup where we've got uh, on Block Island these mass fish kills and bird kills, and uh, I thought the location was going to be very interesting, and there's a certain uh, family dynamic that's happening, especially in the beginning, where this uh, this father continually, uh, he seems to kind of black out and leave at night. He doesn't really know where he is or where he's been, um, and there's a whole mystery wrapped up in this. Uh, and I was enjoying it, but then... Honestly, the second half did start to drag for me. 
my wife and I were watching it kind of late, and that's that's the only time we get to watch movies <laughs> is is late at night, and so we we kind of struggle to stay awake as it is, and uh, you know we we had thought we kind of said to each other we're like this has got to be almost over, right? So we checked the time, and it was only like fifty something minutes. And there was like 47 minutes left. And we're like, okay, we have to watch the rest tomorrow because we, we couldn't stay up any later. <laughs> um, but it's, I don't know. Uh, it, it, there is a nice surprise in the third act when it begins that kind of reinvested me. But then once you know what's going on, everything kind of goes pretty predictably at that point. Um, mm-hmm. The father that I mentioned, he does have this kind of severe look about him. Yes, and it, yeah. later, it, it, I mean, yeah, he's, he's kind of off looking. But then mm-hmm. they kind of try to make it scary later, and that really didn't work for me. Uh, and I don't know, yeah, just given the length and pacing of the film, I kind of wish there was more to chew on. Like, it's kind of a fairly thin plot with some dramatic points that we kind of see repeated over and over, especially watching the the brother character kind of start going crazy. I felt mm-hmm. like we were just kind of seeing the same thing going over, over and over again. Um, and like I said, I like the concept, but I didn't find the family drama that we were seeing everything through very compelling. Um, so I, I kind of, I enjoyed it overall, I guess. Um, but I just, I wasn't that high on it. All right. All right. All right. That's the last one for you. <laughs> yes. Tammy, right. how did you feel about that one again? Did you like that one? Yeah, I really loved that one. Okay. Yep, I recommended it. Because I was on my to list say. to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Vin was going to like it more than he did. So. Well, I still want to try it. I got to disappoint everybody. One episode. You are. <laughs> right. well, everyone episode. has their role to play. You right. Know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Taminator. Let's have it. I know you got a list. I will go quickly, I promise. Um, so this one, I know Jessica's seen, and it could be a whole uh, episode on its own, so I'm really going to just give it the, the gloss over. And this is the series that, series of them on Amazon Prime. Um, this is really hard to talk about without spoiling also. This is um, very like Lovecraft Country on steroids. So if you like that or thought that was hard to watch, well, this is all that and more. You know, I found parts of this just viscerally almost impossible to watch. Um, and this is a series on Prime created by Little Marvin, which I did not know who he was before. Uh, and I would say if you're going to watch it, um, Amazon has some extras that you can watch. Definitely watch his little commentary because it helped me to understand a lot more what I had just seen. I wait and watched it, it, you know, when we were all done, when I was all done with the series. So, Um, and Ty West actually directed a couple of the episodes and you could tell, uh, and he did the, like the kind of the finale gangbuster last, you know, uh, one. And it's just really outstanding. So anyway, a black family moves to an all white Los Angeles neighborhood where malevolent forces next door and otherworldly threaten to taunt, ravage and destroy them. So I thought I hated all the white people in this, but if you watch (laughs) some of what little Marvin's commentary, uh, the white people, and I'm not sure how I feel about this. and, And little Marvin is black. The white people are awful because of things that happen to them, especially the main protagonist, um, Betty, who's played by Allison Pill, who I, I like her. You might know her from American Horror Story. Um, and, you know, she is just the most god awful person. But then he kind of gives her this 
you start learning a little bit of her backstory and I don't know if he's trying to make it. Ex- it still does not. There is no a reason for anyone to act the way that these people do. So I don't care. That bothered me giving them backstories. Uh, it, it's just so unforgivable. Everything that happened and what's uh, this one takes place a lot more if, in reality. You know, Lovecraft Country was very base. I mean, it has its supernatural elements, uh, but they're more um, coming from like the me- mental space of the the people. Um, where Lovecraft is totally based on a, you know, a fantasy. The whole story is a fantasy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is just really, really tough to watch. Jessica, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. And there were things like that where they gave certain characters more of a backstory or even just some of the supernatural elements, too. I was afraid we're going to detract from the real-life horror um, of what we were seeing. Um, it made me feel a little better that the creator's black. Because if it was a white person, I'd probably be really mad. Yes. Um, but I felt... I I really liked that. So far, it's my favorite series of the year. And I really liked it. I think it's very well written um, in the history. I always like when stuff like this comes out that is based on actual history. Yes. Um, because it's always something that a lot of people just don't really know about which is crazy because it's such a big deal, Um, you know, but I really enjoyed it because this is all kind of based around the Great Migration um, and it's set in L.A. And um, I'm from Palm Springs originally, which is close to L.A. Um, And even I, I just grew up with the notion that Compton (laughs) is just the place where rappers are from. (laughs) Um, I didn't know about a lot of this history either. So I really liked it because it's one of those things that after you watch it, you can't help but do more research and find out the actual history um, of our Um, nation that we should know because it wasn't even that long ago. Right. What a shamefully whitewashed history we're all given in school. And I think a lot of the stuff is just starting to come out now. And I think it's a lot for white people to to digest. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to stay politically correct here. But, I mean, it really just does come down to that. Like, my mouth, my jaw is just, like, hanging open. And what just makes it worse is, like, this stuff is true. All of it is true. And, in fact, it's some of it's dummied down um, for TV. And so that just makes it even harder and anyway like like i said that could be there is so much to talk about and unpack there that this just isn't even the place to do it really i just would say i mean it's it's one of those it's like hard to even recommend it but it's almost like it should be required viewing but it's also like man it's a it's hard to take and you gotta just i don't know i don't even know what to say about it feel like um, I kind of feel like all oh, white people should have to watch this. Yes. <laughs> so we should give a trigger warning to anybody who's black because I don't want to just say everybody should go watch this because it's very triggering and traumatizing. Um, and I like forcing myself to watch stuff like this as a white person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I it's really, really hard to watch. It's pretty brutal. I, I mean, for whatever you think you know about black history... I mean, this is just something else, but it's all true. So anyway, okay, moving on to something a little more upbeat. <laughs> so Creepshow just wrapped up and it there was some ups and some downs, but I have to bring up one episode that just needs to be 
mentioned, um, and that was the season finale. You know, usually they do two uh, shorts. Well, for the season finale, they did one long, and it's just the one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And it's called uh, Night of the Living Late Show, and it stars Justin Long, who's been in like everything. Like if you looked at him, you'd, you you would know who he was. Um, and mm-hmm. he stars as Simon who has invented an incredible virtual reality experience that allows him to join in on his favorite films. And the first film that he picks to join in on is 1972's Horror Express with my man, the piece of cake, Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing. Now (laughs) this is, this is not people playing. This is the movie. They actually use the movie. He actually goes into the movie. I don't know how they did this. I'm sure it's some really awesome CG stuff. But he, uh, you know how like in, uh, this is a long time ago, but uh, in Forrest Gump where they made it look like he was uh, interacting with uh, the president, you know, that kind of stuff. And they, you know, like on film. Well, this is yeah. this is like that kind of. So he gets to go into Horror Express and, you know, he actually interacts. They make it look like he is interacting with the characters. And it is, okay, it's every horror movie person's fantasy. I'm just telling you, like, it's just so cool. Such a cool idea. But of course, I mean, this is Creepshow. So it gets out of hand and he pisses his wife off and, you know, it doesn't end well. I I don't want to say too much, but the you know, this is a longer episode, so you do get to spend a fair amount of time with him in the movie and just watch. I mean, imagine if you could go, I don't know that I'd want to, but imagine if you could put on a VR headset and all of a sudden you're at the Overlook Hotel, you know, and it, you're, you're, you know, you're like there. I don't know. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. So it was just That's really, cool. it's a really cool idea. Um, and uh, yeah, I just absolutely loved it. So even if you, if, of all of the episodes, I would say watch the one I mentioned before with the, uh, you know, PBS Massacre, and then watch this one. Um, Joe Bob is back, and I just wanted to throw out that I got to see Audition for the first time, which I don't know what I thought about that. I think I had seen too many scenes, so it kind of got ruined for me. I didn't hate it, but yeah, I think I just... But however, you know, I have said some disparaging thing, disparaging things about Eli Roth. He had him as a guest, and uh, they played House by the Cemetery, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I think because Eli Roth was humbled in the presence of Joe Bob, he gave a really, I don't know what you call it, an interview, performance, whatever, you know, he's just there giving his... Uh, Joe Bob brought him on because I guess he's a lover of Jalo. And he gave mm-hmm. a... a like a description of why Jalo is great that made a lot of sense to me that and he also uh talked some about why all movies these days are remakes which is you know something else I have an issue with that was just really taught me some stuff and I actually enjoyed him for the couple hours you know usually I couldn't take two hours of Eli Roth but definitely seek that out just to see him talking it's very very interesting um the new series on HBO called The Nevers uh, this is like the Irregulars, but for adults, seriously, do not watch this with your kids. Uh, and they do not. It is very, very subversive. Even a couple times I was like, wow, whoa. <laughs> and I am not a prude. But I think like if you see some of the um, trailers for this, it looks like, oh, I could watch this with my kids. You know, it's uh, 
it's in Victorian London, and um, the story's a little different, but it just reminds me of The Irregulars. Um, you cannot watch this with your kids. Uh, not a lot of people in it. You'd know Nick Frost is in it, and he is playing a character unlike anything I've ever seen him play, and it's really good. And, like, you know, if you like that Victorian London 1800s thing, that uh, it's very, very good. Um, I watched The Banishing, which uh, tells the story of a haunted house in England in the 1930s, another young reverend and his wife and daughter move into a house with a horrifying secret. Um, this was okay. The best thing about it was Jessica Brown Finley, who I just absolutely adore. Um, she was the ill-fated Lady Sybil Crawley in Downton Abbey. Um, and she, you might also know where she was in the, she's the girl from the Black Mirror episode, 15 Million Merits, if you remember that one. Um, so that was, it was okay. I watched Hall. Uh, when a debilitating sickness spreads through a long hotel hallway, a few scattered victims fight for survival and try to escape from the dark, narrow stretch of isolated carnage. It's okay. It's very low budget. Um, I like, it's got that style where it's a bunch of people's stories are being told and then they kind of all come together at the end. So I kind of liked that, but I don't, anybody else, did you see it, Mark Hall? Yeah, same, same thoughts. Yeah, yeah okay. I saw The Banishing too, and <clears throat> I think that, I wish I liked it more than, yeah, me too. than I did because yep. I, I love her and I yep. love gothic like ghost stories. And it, it looks just, good. Yeah, I mean, it was the just look so, of it is good. It was it missing. It was missing something. Yep, it was definitely. missing something. Uh, I don't know what. <laughs> uh, right, exactly. Um, I watched Rose, gripped by a violent, terrifying illness. Rose, played by Sophie Rundle, who I like very much, lives in seclusion with her husband, but the arrival of a stranger shatters their the refuge they have built. This almost has like a quiet vibe or quiet place vibe to it. Um, no, what? I liked it. I liked it too. I liked it a lot, but no good feelings to be had here at all, but definitely worth a watch. Um, you can talk. I watched honeydew Mark. You can talk more about it. If you want to, I watched it. It seems like a hundred years ago. And when I went to do my notes, I couldn't remember much, but I remember texting you guys when it was done saying how I was not okay after watching it. So, um, yeah, I watched, uh, there's a new one on shutter called it's an Australian anthology called dead house dark. You can completely skip this. If you ask me, I did, there's six of them. I didn't like any of them. Um, there's a new one on Netflix called songbird um, and this is a Michael Bay film. Uh, in 2024, a pandemic ravages the world, kind of like is happening right now, um, and is centers on a handful of people as they navigate the obstacle, obstacles hindering society, disease, martial law, quarantine, and vigilante. So this feels very, very gratuitous and exploitative to me. It seems in poor taste. I remember after 9-11 happened and... Um, they started making movies and people are kind of like too soon. And I feel like this is very too soon. Also, he, it feels like a very thinly disguised comparison to Nazi Germany, but it's a Michael Bay film. So I, I managed to stay entertained. I just feel like th th this is not a subject for Michael Bay. And I just feel like it's exploitative <laughs> of uh, what's kind of going on right now. And then the last thing, uh, is horror adjacent, but I th think you had mentioned it in Mark Your Calendars or something, so I'll, I'm going to bring it up real quick. Stowaway, the new one on Netflix. Anybody watch yep. it? Um, yeah. It's it's definitely not uh, any horror. It's it's, no. it's thriller, kind of 
uh, you know, sci-fi. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot too. I was a little disappointed in the end, but it has a really good cast, and mm-hmm. you could tell they had some decent budget. And you know, we're doing horror in space right now, so um, you know, I'm like about all things space, space, space. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just was a little disappointed in the end. It felt kind of tacked on, and I wanted more explanation, but uh, I don't want to. It's so new. I don't want to say too much about it. Um, and that's everything for me. All right. Well, I'm just going to go through my list and we real quick. Um, I finally did watch that uh, Into the Dark Blood Moon. You you saw that one, right, Tammy? Into the Dark Blood Moon. Yeah, the Hulu Into the Dark Blood Moon. It's um, the, the woman has a son that she's taking care of and oh. the son's like a, a werewolf. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I really like that. I like yes. that a lot. Yes. Oh, so that was good. Um, Hundred Candles game. Uh, be looking for that. That's going to be coming out soon. That's got a little bit of an anthology thing to it. Uh, uh, little scary stories here and there, kind of all tie together. Uh, I thought that was good. Um, two crazy movies I saw: Witness Infection, which is like if Shaun of the Dead met. Uh, good fellas. <laughs> it, it, it seriously, it's like mobsters and zombie infection. Oh, I watched it. I watched the trailer for that and said no. Thought yeah, no. It was yeah. goofy. It was goofy. Uh, Honeydew is s- strange and disturbing. Um, it's got a little bit of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre nightmare mm-hmm. kind of vibe to it. Um, Again, I need to go back and watch it again and try to understand it a little bit more because one of the worst things you can say about this film is that that you forgot it. Yeah, it obviously didn't stay with me, but I was very affected by it. So it must have done something yeah. right. You know, you know I, yeah. I actually saw that one. Oh, did you? Um, and I, I thought it was terrible. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, I thought there was some. With... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, I saw it with my friend. I have a bubble friend. Uh, her name's also Jessica that I've been hanging out with during the pandemic. And we watched this one together and we both thought it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was, try- I, I haven't said this kind of thing in a long time, but I honestly felt like they were trying to be really artsy with mm-hmm. like the weird dream sequence that wasn't good at all it was a terror it was the worst dream sequence i've ever seen and then (laughs) they kept doing split screens and stuff like that but it felt like it was for no reason um Mm. so it was just really weird they kept putting in little things like that that didn't make any sense and i thought the guy in the relationship whoever that actor is i thought he was terrible (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I thought there were some some decent like set pieces and i thought that uh it was a it was a decent story that they were trying to tell but like you said they 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 tried to be a little too artsy and and it wasn't easy to kind of put together like what was happening yes and, right um it wasn't well executed i guess yeah like yeah. some interesting ideas but just not put together in a cohesive way yeah and i don't watch it again uh Right, a couple more times before the end of the year, just to kind of, um, you know, give it another chance. But yeah, um, 
So that was Honeydew. Uh, let's see. Benny Loves You is coming out. I thought it was fun. You know, it's it's about, you know, toy that, uh, you know, kills people and kind of um, it, it's got some over the top slapsticky gore. If that's your thing, you're going to love Benny Loves You. <laughs> Uh, no, is it better than it's, Willy's it's, Wonderland? That's oh, what comes to mind when you three. No, 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 no. Not even close. Not even close. It's not that sort of movie. But um, Willy's Wonderland. All that was was him, you know, knocking the heads off these things and like black blood splurting. That's not even like gore. This has got like slow motion. Uh, finger get fingers getting chopped off and blood spurting everywhere. And I mean, it's, it's, you could tell they had a lot of fun making the movie. (laughs) Uh, Definitely much, much better than Willie's wonderland. Um, bloodthirsty is a new one that I enjoyed. This girl is a, a pop star and she, her and her girlfriend, uh, go to this producer's house for like the weekend to kind of work on her music and she's been having these kind of uh, cravings for blood, even though she's a, a vegetarian. I think she's like even a vegan and um, been having these dreams and stuff. And it ends up she's a werewolf. Oh, she's becoming a werewolf. So I enjoyed the movie. You could tell it was kind of low budget. I thought that the werewolf design uh, when fleshed out was pretty weak, but I still thought the movie was was decent and worth uh, watching. Um, I like see. girl werewolves. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It kind of reminded me of um, if you haven't seen uh, when animals dream. Mm-mm. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, kind of like movie. Yeah, kind of reminded me of that vibe a little bit, and um, and I think that's really about it. Uh, oh yeah, the resort, which was about these. Oh, how was that? that? I think I almost watched it. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't really. It, okay. It, yeah. It wasn't really that good. It was a bunch of, it was a bunch of kids walking around doing nothing until the last 20 minutes. And then the last 20 minutes wasn't really a great payoff. So I, I, would, right. I would skip it. So, right. and that's about it, man. That's about it. So <laughs> I, I think we, I think we maybe mentioned enough movies tonight. I really do. Woo! Ah, yep. so. <laughs> yes. Yay. All right. Well, let's let's wrap this up and get on out of here. Uh, let's uh, uh, say a special thank you uh, to Jessica for for yes. coming. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for thank coming you. on. Thank yeah. you, guys. Yes. <laughs> this is awesome. Yes. Uh, would you like to say anything about like if anybody wanted to chat with you on Facebook or you just want to rem- remain in the shadows? I don't. You know. Oh, I'll, no, I'll that's give you that fine. opportunity. Yeah, I love talking about horror, and I don't have enough friends in real life <laughs> that watch <laughs> horror. Um, so I welcome it. I'm actually not really on social media as much, except outside of trying to talk to people about horror. Um, mm-hmm. So on Letterboxd, my name is Ashy underscore Slashy. Um, and that's a reference to Ash versus the Evil Dead. <laughs> I love that show. Um, and then on Facebook, I'm just Jessica Schmidt, and I'm always in your guys's group. Um, so you can always talk to me there. Um, 
on Twitter. I changed it to at Amateur Destroya, uh, which is D-E-S-T-R-O-Y-A. <laughs> you got to get the Destroya. Yeah. Destroy it actually wouldn't let me do enough letters to make it Destroyer. Exactly. Like, okay, this is cooler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then on Instagram, I'm Amateur underscore Destroyer underscore. Um, I do like to post little ratings on my story on there when I watch movies. Um, but obviously all my reviews and stuff are on letterboxd. Cool. Thank you very much. Thank Sam you. Letter, where can people find you? <laughs> well, it, it was so nice to have you Jessica. It was so good to have some estrogen on the show and, it was just a total pleasure. So. Thank you so um, much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, girl power. Girl, girl power. Um, the usual on our Facebook page or as myself, Tammy Turner on Facebook. All right. How about you, Vin? Uh, on Facebook, you can find me as Vin Horrorcast. The blog is com, and YouTube channel is Revenant Reads. All right. Uh, you can check me out if you'd like to on box. I think it's uh, I think it's the real Mark NATO because somebody else made a fake. It's <laughs> 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 probably that profile. guy from IMDb. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, what's going on? Um, but you can uh, follow us on uh, our Facebook group, the Horrorcast. We all have our own um, Facebook pages as well. You can email us if you're old school at askthehorrorcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at the HCast and on Instagram, the Horrorcast. And then I promise I will get some TikToks up. I think we've got two or three up, but I'll get I'll get more. I, I was, you know, I was joking about having a TikTok and then you know, the first or sec second one I posted had like seven or eight hundred uh, views. I'm like, there might be something to this. <laughs> yeah, to I got this. one just so I could see those. I yeah. have to figure it out still, and yeah, it scares so, me. But yeah, I'll definitely be uh, doing. Same TikTok. here. I only got it because, uh, well, my yeah. son Landon may make some adorable videos, and you know how much you, you, there's no, you can't never get enough of Mark's face. So oh, oh you know it. <laughs> well, what I was thinking about doing was sharing that uh, login information with. Uh, the rest of you, uh, and, and then you guys can, uh, post as well. You know, it doesn't have to be just me because that takes, takes the pressure off me. Uh, Tammy, you're good at figuring that stuff out. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, my son, Landon will be here in a couple of weeks to spend summer with me and hope, you know, hopefully with the uh, movies coming back to the theater, uh, we'll be able will, to do some reviews and stuff. We can hire him on yes. as, <laughs> Uh, our social media engineer and TikTok uh, He's creator. He's very good at it. Yep. Yes. Yep. And we will pay him in raisinets and popcorn <laughs> at the movies. So. Okay. All right. Yes. So, uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. We are going to have another one coming up next week. It's episode 120. We're continuing our horror in space. Space, space, space. space. <laughs> uh, what, what did we review? Uh, the Europa Report, right? Yep. And what was the other one? Come on. Tell me. Event, Event Horizon. Event Horizon. That's Which right. Which is Ben's right. favorite movie of all time. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> yes, Ben loved it. <laughs> he loved uh, it. He just could we had to cut him off because he yes, just would not so shut up about it. That will be dropping later <laughs> well, that's true. On this week. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> later on. I'm this excited week, to hear be, that. Yes. Oh yeah. You'll you'll be excited to hear what Vin has to say about Event Horizon. <laughs> I do love Event Horizon. So oh, 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 it's a fun. <laughs> right, I, I don't even know where that came from. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening to the horror cast, where it's all killer, no filler. Stay scared. <laughs>